Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Media Podcast Network. Oh, wait a minute. I think we are live. I think we're officially live now. Okay. Please tell me we're live. All right, we're in the comments. Oh, I see us going live now. Okay, 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 we're live. People, how much of that did you hear? Listeners and viewers, how much of that? Whatever we said about you, that was, we were joking. We knew we were, obviously we knew we were live. Uh, Anything I said about the listeners, the viewers, and May fans in general, uh, Jed Mashu, Jose Youngs, Ariel Helwani. Obviously, I knew we were live and I was just doing a joke. You know, I was doing a little bit. So, uh, you know, whatever. We're ready to go. We're ready. And yeah, honestly, like... uh, AK and I spoke for about like four minutes. We actually hit live. Let's go. Let's do the damn thing. And nothing was happening. I went and looked at the MMA fighting YouTube page and literally nothing was there. So I might have said some expletives that Mm -hmm. maybe you heard and maybe you didn't. But I was not happy that this didn't start on time. But and it turned out all I had to do was push a yes or no on is this content like suitable for children. Isn't that's that it. That's all that stopped us. Isn't so we that figured that out. And now we're good. So officially, uh, officially, ladies live. and gentlemen, welcome to a special live edition of On to the Next One. We Man, are here I... on YouTube, soon on the MMA Fighting Podcasting Network, and maybe you'll get the expletive uncensored, unedited. I can't wait to hear it. Intro. I really, uh, I really, I really picked the wrong time to start reciting my uh, credit card information and uh, and password. I don't know why I did that. I was just like, you know, it was like a vocal exercise because I thought we were off the air. But you know, hey, if anyone got it, uh, too bad for me. I, I've seen this sort of statement a lot. I, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. They will be fighting. Well, I'm sure Colby and 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 Jorge uh, didn't buy it at the time either. So uh, thankfully, oh you, thankfully you and I don't. Other than oh no, we have like a whole history of podcasts and videos, but like we don't have any like Instagram. We've never. I think people, we you know, if anyone tuning in for the first time to uh, onto the next one, you know, Mike and I have never met. He's my best friend. Uh, I love the man to death. We have never met in person somehow. So someday we will, you know, obviously there's a lot of reasons why I'm, I'm in another country. Uh, of course, COVID happened. So, so, and it's just not conducive to work for us to just zip around for no reason. But I await the day when we can finally meet. And uh, no, we're not going to come on. We're not going to become like Colby and Jorge. No, so. absolutely not. But we're here to do some matchmaking. So if you're new to the program, we're going to do some matchmaking yeah. with the help of you guys. Help from our usual listening audience, the community. They send in their picks, and we're going to go through some of the notable names coming out of last night's card. Covington, Mazadal, RDA, etc. I am Mike Heck. The best friend is here. Like, the, the true best friend. This isn't, like, going to be used for a promo, okay? 
This is AK Lee, my actual best friend, the Prince of Positivity and the co-matchmaker. So how are you this morning? Are you are you feeling fresh? Are you feeling fresh after a long I had this, night? I just had this horrible uh, visual of a of the promo now with you and you your audio being used. This is my best friend. I'm, this is not going to be used for a promo. And then like the warp it. This isn't going to be used for a promo. And they like put like a, you know a filter over the video and put devil horns on me and. You really, you've really given them something to work with here, Mike. Uh, uh, Mike, Mike, by the way, out there, Michael Conifray and uh, uh, Otno memes page on Instagram. Don't turn this into a meme, all right? Mike and I are not going to be, are not going to be enemies. Don't do this. Uh, I'm doing great, Mike. We've been. I don't know if people heard, you know, whatever uh, when we thought we were live, but uh, we've been covering this event for so long now. It feels like I'm really obviously all week, but just we've been on every preview show, we've been on every post fight show, Q and A. You've been, you did between the links, which is a lot of 272 talk uh literally we just got off the air for what the uh, post fight show seven hours ago about uh yeah probably less i, mean, less. I think less we were done less, less. Yeah. <laughs> less than seven hours ago and here we are but anyone else who by the way anyone here who watched the post fight show and is tuning back in for onto the next one uh, my hat's off to you thank you thank you for joining us guys we love we love we do it for you guys uh and we love seeing that uh, you're listening watching and, and commenting leave your comments and, and match big suggestions please we are a little sleep deprived, but we are ready to get into this thing. It's time to matchmake. We have our thoughts. We'll have your thoughts in the chat here. So when we start getting into the stuff, like I know some of you have already listed off in the comments, like every matchup that you want to see, but we're going to go through this sort of fight by fight through the main yes. card. We'll do a wild card and then you can throw up your suggestions. We'll throw them up on the screen and uh, we'll, we'll put them out there for the world to see. So here we go. That's right. Wade Bogshire. No. What up? Oh, Massachusetts, sit down. <laughs> no, there um, was, I did want to say this morning, Mike, there is, there's one, one New England-born accent that you know I stand by, right? No days off. No days off. Uh, Bill Belichick, I support that because that's how we do it around here. I'll tell you, there's no days off. That's why the show is called On to the Next One. Bill Belichick, Bill Belichickian right there. Again, we're on to this. We're absolutely. on to the next thing. So Credit to uh, the great coach. Credit to the great coach. A lot of like... A lot of these main events, AK, when we come out of them, we seem to know what direction we're going to go. It seems obvious. The path is pretty clear. We know sort of heading into each fight, and we don't have to work all that hard to figure it out. This one is a little different for obvious reasons because we had Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. Big grudge match. This was all Covington. This fight was not competitive for 99% of it. Masvidal did land a good shot in the fourth round that stunned Covington a little bit. I mean, but this is one-way traffic. I, I actually scored at 50 to 43. I watched the fight again this morning. I completely stand by that scorecard. I thought Colby had a 10-8 round in the third. I thought he had a 10-8 round in the fifth. Either way, 50-44 is a fine card as well. 49-46 is a little silly, if we're being honest. But Covington's back in the win column. He's clearly the second-best welterweight in the world behind Kamar Usman, who he has fought twice. Second time was four months ago. He's 0-2 against Usman right now. And Usman will likely be fighting Leon Edwards sometime this summer, although that has not been made official just yet. And things could change very quickly on April 9th if a certain undefeated fighter goes out there and mauls another contender. So <laughs> on this Sunday morning, AK, what do you think is next for Colby? Uh, Mike, you're right. There, It doesn't feel like there's an obvious path for Covington, especially the way he kind of markets his fights and angles for fights. But he but he has like sort of gotten the one he he at the end of the day, he kind of gets the ones we feel we need him to get. He got Usman twice. He got Woodley. That's a fight we always wanted to see. Maybe a little bit past his best before date. Uh, he got Masvidal. That's a fight a lot of people want to see for a long time. 
So I'm crossing my fingers and I'm hoping we get another matchup that I, I personally need to see. And I and I think it's in his best interest to do it if he wants to stick around once at 170 and eventually fight his way back to Usman. Uh, one of the rare like trilogy bouts where a guy is down to nothing, where I still think people will be compelled to see it happen a, a third time. Uh, both uh, both the first two fights were great. So we uh, we have, uh, you kind of alluded to it, we have Gilbert Burns, we have Kamza Shamaya finally announced on Saturday for uh, UFC 273. It's going down April 9th. Uh, that's a great matchup. I, I would love to see him fight either of those guys. So I, I'm sort of waving my magic wand here. But also, I think this is something that could happen. So this is both what I want to happen and what could likely happen. He gets the winner of that fight. Hamza, for obvious reasons, the guy is just the biggest thing going uh, out, like outside of the, I was going to say outside of the top five, but he's definitely in some people's top fives already uh, in the welterweight division. And Gilbert Burns, uh, I don't know if I'm the only one in the MMA fighting global rankings panel that has him number two. I think may maybe there's one other person, but uh, generally it's, you know, one, two, Usman Covington. I've had Burns at the number two spot for a long time. Uh, Joe Kanan, I guess, agrees with me. Uh, Joe Kanan writing that uh, Gilbert would kill Colby. I don't know about that. That, again, I know it's, uh, it's a cliche at this point. That pace that Colby puts on is really enough to beat pretty much almost anyone except Usman. But I do think um, Burns is the more skilled fighter. I think uh, he would have to go to, you know, this would be a, he has to finish early for the win. Covington has to take it the distance for the win. That's how the, how it would look for sure. Um, but I think Burns number two, I'd love to see him get to prove it. And he has to fight Covington to really, to really stamp that down. And uh, obviously Hamza, like I said before, we know we all want to see him fight anybody, especially the number two welterweight in the world. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of this. I agree. May I agree in one way. Like if Shamayev beats Burns, he's fighting for the title. Whether he knocks Burns out in three seconds or he wins a controversial split decision, it doesn't matter. Hamzat Shamayev is fighting for the title if he beats Gilbert Burns. So if Burns wins, this is the fight to make because Burns isn't fighting Kamaru anytime soon. It's just not going to happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if Burns beats Shamayev, it's Burns Covington. I think that makes sense. If Shamayev wins, you know what? I, I actually I actually think the Poirier fight can happen because there's just not a lot of options here. There, there just really isn't because you we got Vicente Luque versus Bilal Muhammad coming up. And if this is Bellator, this would absolutely be the fight. Like the winner of that fight would probably fight Colby next. But this is the UFC, and I just don't think the casual fan will care all that much about Covington fighting either of these guys. No offense. It's just it's just the way that it is. Maybe Luke K because of that just vicious knockout power. But I just don't think there's like I don't think there's a ton of energy behind like a Colby Covington versus Bilal Muhammad fight. Because Bilal's been out there just cutting promos on Colby left and right. And while the Bilal fans, and I am a fan of Bilal myself or would be interested in seeing that it's just not a drawing fight. It's just not something that people are going to be all that interested in. So I think the Poirier fight is interesting. Um, and I also think Colby's in play as a backup. Like if they book Usman Edwards in July, I think Colby could be the backup. If something happens and Leon's been kind of snake bitten in this whole thing. Colby could slide right in there and fight for the third time. So I will go with Poirier as my official pick. I'm not confident but money talks and a big bag of it at the tail end of one's career can kind of change some priorities and the way you, you think and can kind of take over things you have said in the past. So yes, I'll go Poirier, not all that confident in it, but there's just not a ton of really good options here. And for Mazadal, AK, this is super easy. 
If Usman beats Leon, it's a no-brainer. It's Mazadal, Leon Edwards. We have to put this thing to rest officially. That's my official pick. But if Edwards somehow pulls off the upset and wins the title, my backup, my backup school, if you will, is uh, Wonderboy University, the rematch between those two guys. What say you for, for Mr. Gamebred? It is such malpractice that we have not seen Jorge and Leon Edwards fight yet. Uh, again, I know there's probably reasons why, you know, Leon's missed time for various reasons. Masvidal sort of started trending in this other direction. He just got so white hot. But, man, it really feels like that should have been done. Eh? Like, <laughs> what, what a strange grudge match not to capitalize on. That amazing backstage confrontation. Um, yeah, for him, uh, I'd kind of throw at Robbie Lawler. I, I, I don't know how active Robbie plans to be or how picky he plans to be with his fights. Where you know, just generally where Robbie Lawler is at this, this stage of his career, I just think it'd be a great fight, fun fight. No strings attached outside of the outside of the uh, octagon. You know, what I mean, there's no no big storyline. Maybe they could dig something up, but I kind of need a refresher after all the. I mean, the excellent, the excellent, um, you know, videos we got on Covington and Mazadal's past. Big, big, uh, big props to the UFC marketing team, production team. Uh, they did an excellent job with that. Um, so very happy with what we saw, but I need a detox. I need a detox. Uh, that may be the theme of some of my other picks, just to give a little tease there. So, um, but yeah, I would love to see a fight between Lawler and Masvidal. Uh, it, it just, just to, it maybe not next, but before both guys' careers are over, I really, uh, I really would like to see that happen. Um, I want to address a couple of comments. One, a guy sending in questions. Just, I would say, just kind of wait until we're done our matchmaking segment. We'll feel free to spam questions later. Spam questions, suggestions later. We will get to them. And NBK Outlaw saying uh, UFC is MMA based, not striking only. Uh, Jorge standup is also being exposed lately. Guys, listen, this is part of my campaign here. We got to stop mixing the martial arts. We're, we're mixing the martial. I mean, I, a little mixing the martial arts is fine. But it's just almost too too much mixing martial arts. Hashtag keep the martial arts apart, guys. All right, I'll I'll put that up in the chat. Just I'm just you know I'm just saying this mixed martial arts thing. I don't know if it has much of a future. I think the UFC's first option would be to book Poirier versus Nate. I think a lot of people want to see that fight. I, I think that's cool. That's probably like my first choice. But again, you're dealing with Nate Diaz, and if Nate doesn't get exactly what he wants, <laughs> he's just not going to fight, and he's fine with that. So I'm going to bank on history here and. uh That'll be the backup plan. Colby gets in there and they just they just make it and they just give Poirier a big bag of money. So yeah, that's gonna, yeah. Sorry, that's I should I'm gonna say sorry. I, I actually don't mind your Poirier pick. Like you say, I know you don't feel you're not like 100 percent on it, but the call out makes sense. Again, there's it goes the opposite of what I'm saying. A no drama fight for Masvidal, uh, Poirier and Covington would be the opposite of that. Again, just even more drama, maybe even worse somehow than the Masvidal uh, Covington stuff, and. Um, yeah, uh, you know, the, the, what people are saying is Poirier does not want to help someone like Colby make any money. But if the right offer comes along and it's more about how much money can you make. So if Poirier is, if they find a way and, and make it worth Poirier's time, at that point, you just, you know, you can't care about how much money the other guy is going to make. You got to just do it. So wouldn't surprise me to see that fight. I don't think it's a smart option for, for Poirier, frankly. Um, but uh, again, if the money's right, you just go for it. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let us move ahead to Rafael dos Anjos. Dominant win over a game and a G, if you will, a gritty Hinata Moicano, the Brazilian zombie. What a performance. And coming back after a bit of a layoff, crazy fight week. Seriously, like just, a, just a weird week for RDA. He's supposed to fight uh, Rafael Fazeev. Really, everyone, I mean, this was a unanimous, everybody's looking forward to this fight. And then Fazeev gets COVID. He's out. Islam maybe comes in. RDA calls the bluff on social media. Then he's got Dana White coming out saying that Islam turned him down and turned the fight down. So RDA comes out looking like a like a couple milli here. And Hinata Moicano looks pretty good in in defeat. I mean, this was uh this is a fight that probably could have been stopped at the end of the third round, if we're if we're being honest. But I thought Mark Goddard did a tremendous job. And the pay structure in MMA is the biggest reason why this fight continued on. But Rafael Dos Anjos gets it done, back in the win, continues on, and could be a big fight in his horizon, AK. Is this is this something outside of Fazeev, or are you just going right back to the to the Fazeev well? No, no, this is this is where I want Poirier to land. Can we not have a, somehow just have a classy, gentlemanly fight between two of the most skilled, revered, dare I say, beloved fighters in all of MMA? Uh I don't, again, like, as far as rankings go, as far as getting, you know, is this going to, you know, angling for a title shot? I'm sure it still matters to both guys, but Dustin Poirier has had his cracks, the undisputed title. Um, RDA has held the undisputed title. Um, and, and yes, a win, a win would be good for either guy's resume. But I would just like to think, I think it'd be a fun fight. What a great battle of skills. What a classy build we would probably get i mean both guys would be the only the only t- time we get tense was probably both guys like try, trying to figure out who would donate more to charity or something before the fights like they'd be trying to one-up each other in that regard um but the fight itself would just be amazing i, I know it'd be missing that animosity that people are hunting for um it's it, it would never headline a pay-per-view like Covington and masvidal you know i i get it but a, as a fan who just wants to see this kind of pu- this cool pure fight and see both guys get like a fight that i still think is it is meaningful uh is meaningful in some way um, let's just throw that out there. I'm throwing that. I'm throwing that out there into the universe. Rafael dos Anjos versus Dustin Poirier. It's physique for me. Just rebook it. I know it's a lame answer, and I want to give a whole speech and take us on a journey and give you just a sh- a reaction of shock. But it's just not going to happen. Let's just do what we were supposed to do. Let's just keep things simple and good performance for RDA. But I said this on the post fight show, and I'm going to say it here again. Bryce Mitchell stole the show on Saturday. Absolutely stole the show. I mean, what a performance against Edson Barboza. I predicted a 30-26 drubbing on the preview show. This actually exceeded my already incredibly high expectations. It really did. And to the point where a 30-27 scorecard scored for Bryce Mitchell Oof. was probably the most egregious scorecard in the entire Oof, thank you. on the entire event. Like it really was. It's so bad. 3020 this this was much closer to a 3025 than a 3027. This was a one-sided beating. This guy is a problem. Thug Nasty deserves a top 10 guy, and I think Josh Emmett is a perfect test because 
not only can Josh knock your block off, but he could wrestle too. He could defend wrestling and look, I mean, just look where he trains. He's a team alpha man. He's been there forever. And Josh is looking for a big fight. This one could headline a fight night. This could be a five round co-main event on a pay-per-view down the road, maybe later on this year. I just, I like the matchup. I, I know a lot of people want to see Ortega or Cater. I feel like Cater at just after that Jakadze win, he's, he's a little bit, maybe one more win he gets to that point. Uh, Ortega is interesting coming off the loss to Volk, but I just feel like Bryce is a guy that, you know, has big time potential. You don't want to rush him too much, but he definitely deserves a top 10 guy. And I think Josh Emmett is, is just that guy. AK. What do you think is next for, for thug nasty? Yeah, I, I landed on Josh Emmett as well. Um, it, 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 you know, I'm sure people have some, uh, like you said, that performance, I feel like one answered a lot of questions as far as, you know, being able to beat a veteran and kind of captured people's imaginations. He's got a very entertaining grappling style. You know, you can't say that for everyone. A lot, a lot of fighters get, uh, get criticism, you know, for, for, um, emphasizing maybe control over submission or over ground and pound this guy does a little bit of everything you know he's 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 very mindful of his positioning for sure uh he's very gifted in that way but he's also definitely always attacking always looking for submissions endless cardio uh, covington-esque almost i would say and as far as ability to push the pace um how will he do against you know obviously a better grappler with similar cardio to him i mean that's a question that gets asked when you fight guys in the top 10 josh emmett probably still a favorable matchup i, I do think of emmett mostly as a striker of course um but Certainly a top 10 guy, higher ranked than Barbosa. Uh, and I still think higher ranked than Bryce Mitchell. I'm not sure how high people want to jump him in there. He's still actually just outside my top 10 in the UFC, which says more about the strength of the featherweight division. Um, if, if anyone wants to dispute that, I'll tell you, I have him behind Arnold Allen, who's 8-0 in the UFC. Um, Dan Ige, who's kind of holding on for a spot. I, I could see people bumping him down. Uh, Giga Chikadze, I still have him above Bryce. And uh, Josh Emmett, Josh Emmett would be up there as well. And then, of course, the, the people above. But I did throw up a poll, Mike. Mike, I don't know if you heard. <laughs> I mean, look, some even in the morning, I'll take a poll sometimes. I I admit it. I admit it. Sometimes I'm just you wake up. Sometimes I just wake up in the morning and I'm craving a poll, and that's fine. And so this poll is: uh, Where do you rank Bryce Mitchell in the UFC featherweight division right now? Uh, top five, top ten, top fifteen, outside top fifteen. So uh, top ten early returns, pretty pretty favorable, which I, I think makes sense. I think a lot of people like that. I'm just outside the top ten, but. Uh, Hey, if you think he just took Barbosa's spot, he's probably he's probably top ten in the UFC. Yeah, I, he's a problem. I, I mean, featherweight is so good. It's it, the it's probably the most underrated division in the sport right now, and I've been saying that probably for the last two years. But it's very close to like where bantamweight is in, in terms of depth and and this new generation, these new contenders are, are making the way up. And plus, the guys who are established at the top are, I mean, Alexander Volkanovsky might be the best fighter in the world. He might be the best pound front fighter fighter on the planet. And he's just not getting that respect. So we'll see what happens. He's obviously got a big title fight and we'll see where Bryce Mitchell goes. Bryce said he was a little, a little banged up after the camp and after the fight. So he wants to take a little bit of time off and uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's a lot of fun options. There's another one. Uh, there's another one that was, that's in the comments that we will address later that I thought was super interesting. Uh, <laughs> some of these, some of these comments after the, the poll thing is uh is little, I don't. What did I? A I don't, rambunctious. I don't know what I said. I think. Well, let's get into this. Let, let's get into the UFC welterweight debut of one Kevin Holland oh. because that fight was crazy. This is probably the fight of the night, in my opinion, with Alex Oliveira. That first round was nuts. Trailblazer is now a like a meme for the rest of his life because of the thumbs up and the rear naked choke. He gets rolling in the second, stops Cowboy, drops him, finishes him, killer instinct. 
he got the big crowd reaction when he mentioned the possibility of calling on another cowboy. I mean, that was a plus mic work to get the fans to react and knowing that cowboy is probably in the arena sitting there listening to that. And then I thought it was even better that he goes to the post fight press conference and he walks back the call out, walks it back, says, no, you know what? After reflection and thinking about it, not the fight to go. But what do we do now? Because this is kind of tough because Kevin Holland has been kind of an enemy of Otno because 170 looks to be the perfect weight class for him. And the more he gets used to the cut and the more he gets used to getting in there and competing, the better he's going to get at 170. But he could also show up this Saturday at that apex and fight at 185 if something popped up and the money was there. We've talked about banning this man from this program, AK. So with that said, he is on the docket this week. What do we do with him now? You you almost you almost said what I was going to say uh, when you said that he could fight next week. Uh, let me say you're right. We have almost banned him for his his pro, his matchmaking proclivities. Let us say he's just he's just willing to fight all the time. It really messes with our show. We kind of like to project. Oh, who will someone fight on like a normal fight schedule like two or three months from now? And Kevin Holland was just completely ruining all those conversations uh, uh, two years ago. Excuse me. So two years ago when he fought five times in one year, there was no guessing what he was going to do next. He got a temporary ban, but he is back. Uh, will he be more moderate with his uh, contract signing out? I don't think so. So, Mike, I'm actually looking past this weekend to next weekend. Uh, Gunnar Whoa. Nelson. Yes, Gunnar Nelson is looking to come back uh, from a very, very long layoff. He unfortunately lost his opponent, uh, Claudio Silva. I think the UK needs to get a little taste of Kevin Holland. I think we need to see. <laughs> I think we need to get a, a hello, Govna, from uh, from Kevin Holland. Put this man on a plane to England. Give him the gun- Give him the Gunnar Nelson fight. Uh, it's a be yeah, a hell of a tough challenge for him. Obviously, Gunnar Nelson, an elite grappler, but Holland, we said he's had all he has all, he's beaten great grapple. He's beaten good grapplers, not good wrestlers. Um, I'm thinking about Mark Jacare uh, at uh, 185, and I think at 170 he has all the tools to be a contender. That's what we keep suggesting. Let's give him let's give him another veteran. Give him Gunnar Nelson. Uh, see, see, we'll see where Gunnar Nelson's at uh, after such a long layoff. And uh, I think this is a win is a little bit higher than uh, Cowboy Oliveira, so he's jumping in. This is not just what should happen, Mike. I'm predicting this week we will hear Kevin Holland's taking that uh, Gunnar Nelson fight. Interesting. And for the other comments, uh, he did get a bonus. He got a performance bonus, but I, I, he they, he probably should have double bonus because that was the bet. That was the most entertaining fight of the night, no doubt about it. And it didn't go full three. But I mean, if we're talking about entertainment, if we're talking about like which fight we're going to go back and watch again, it's probably the Holland Oliveira fight over the main event. Just just saying it, but there you go. Uh, I liked his idea from the post-fight presser. D-Rod, Daniel Rodriguez, man's been out for a little bit. He's dealing with some injuries. I know he had uh, some uh, some hand surgery. He's coming off the big one over Kevin Lee in August, and Rodriguez has top 15 potential. He's got a tremendous story. The dude is like, I mean, he's, a, he's like a Diaz. Like, you know, you walk up and you talk to this guy for five seconds. You're like, this guy's a fighter. No doubt about it. He's a fighter. He's got top 15 potential. I think he was ranked in the UFC rankings. I think at one point he was in the only rankings that matter, maybe for a month or so after the Kevin Lee win. But then just the inactivity kind of knocked him out of the top 15 in the MMA fighting global rankings. But I like the matchup. And let us not forget Kevin Holland was going to drop to 170 and fight Daniel Rodriguez in May of 2020, 
like when the pandemic started, he got a big win over Fluffy Hernandez and he was going to drop to 170 like a week later or two weeks later and fight D-Rod at 170. Then he got hurt and it didn't happen. So we can go back to that well. There's a little bit of a story there and and we can do it. I like the fight. My only, my only, uh, cav- my only nitpick of that is I want Daniel Rodriguez to fight someone higher ranked. I think I've been pushing for that for a while. He's in my top 20 uh, in the UFC. And uh, this win for Kevin Holland does not put him in my top 20, actually, because I'm obviously didn't have, I didn't have Cowboy Oliveira there. And maybe his middleweight success should carry over. So I would understand if you'll rank him highly, uh, Kevin Holland. But I do have uh, D-Rod over him still. And I want D-Rod to move forward. N- name value-wise, obviously a huge fight. Uh, like it, it, I'm sure it's one that he would sign on for in a second. But I, I do want to see Rodriguez, at least as far as rankings go, m- move up a bit in competition. But uh, no, I, I, don't, I don't hate it. I just want... Um, I kind of want them to go go different directions. Let's head to Sergey Spivak, AK. Mm-hmm. Made Greg Hardy look like it was his first amateur fight because, like, like I said, this fight was ending in the first round. It was either Greg Hardy was going to knock Sergey Spivak unconscious or Spivak was going to fight smart, take him down, and as soon as he does that, the fight's going to be over like seconds later. And that's what happened. We got the takedown. We got a couple of bonus ragdolls, which I know a lot of people were were thrilled to see. And then the fight was over seconds later. Spivak wins. Kind of a many option play here because most of the the realistic ranked fighters in this division, they're already booked, unfortunately. So for beating Greg Hardy and doing so and getting an ovation and getting a lot of new fans, you unfortunately are going to get Alexander Romanov. um, (laughs) And it's not going to be fun for you. But who knows? If you go, if you beat Greg Hardy, then you beat Alexander Romanov. You're like you're a legit contender in this division, in my opinion. So I think Romanov kind of feels like the choice. It's just timing kind of sucks for him right now. So what a prize, AK! You beat Greg Hardy, and now you gotta get in there with Romanov. Do you agree with that, or do you have something else in mind? I mean, that was one of the options, given kind of how you laid it out. Um, that that just a lot of people ahead of him were booked. Um, I would have loved. It's unfortunate that he already fought um, Tom Aspinall because I think it would have been cool if he could step in for, you know, Volkov if he's not available to fight in London. Um, so I'm still looking ahead to London, and I think you give him the winner of a fight that I still think will happen, um, but might not happen at London, again, for the uh, Russian-related visa issues. Uh, Shamil Abdurakimov and Sergei Pavlovich are supposed to fight in two weeks. Uh, again, it might not happen in the UK, so but I do think they'll keep that, they'll just keep that fight together, and it will happen somewhere. So, and not, and not too far, like it'll get pushed to a card, like either, you know, end of March or uh, sometime in April. So I don't get it. It'll, I don't think it'll get pushed back too far. I give Spivak the, the winner of that one. But as you mentioned, there's a lot of directions to go. Um, He just, he just needs to keep getting experience and racking up wins. And then we'll talk about sort of uh, where he might potentially land in the top 10, but great performance from him on, on Saturday. Um, Yeah. Like you said, as soon as he got that first takedown, we knew, we knew where the fight was going. He took care of business. Good for him. Uh, nice showing. Uh, main card main card opener. Very good spot to be in. So good for you, uh, Sergey Spivak. That was a strong, strong performance. There was, I mean, th- that was the last fight on Greg Hardy's deal. Mm. Um, I re- like, honestly, the only, qu- the only real question I wanted Dana White to answer, there's two. One I knew no one was going was gonna to ask him, which was, can you tell us now where you were? during the Francis Ngannou Cyril Gon fight? Like, I really want to know the answer to that question. I have to know. It's I'm just so fascinated by the whole thing. And the other question I wanted to know was, 
what do we do with Greg Hardy? Are you going to re-sign him? Like, at least try to get some sort of response out of Dana. Someone asked him if it was the last fight in his contract. Dana, I th- Dana knew the answer, but he didn't say it publicly. Reached out to his team. He was hoping his team didn't know, and they they did, clearly didn't. And no one followed up. No one followed up. Like, what are you doing? I, I was like, yes, we're finally going to get the answer. We never got it. So I don't know. I, I don't think Greg Hardy is long for the UFC moving forward, but this is the UFC. It is 2022, and we might see him get re-signed. I just, I don't know why. Yeah, if, if, if he, he takes won, a pay cut. Yeah, if he if takes he, a pay he, cut. Or, or, yeah, or even, yeah, if he if he says, I'll, I'll, I'll fight for a little bit less, the UFC would be happy to bring him back. They, if they cared about the quality of his fights, he would have been cut a long time ago. Um, you, you said you said on the shows leading up, he has a name. You know, he has a name outside that that people know outside of MMA, maybe for the wrong reasons. Um, you know, not just the NFL, but of course the the business that sort of uh, played a part in getting him. I shouldn't even say the business. The 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 beating of his girlfriend that got him that played a part in him being exiled from from uh, the NFL. Uh, so I don't know if they. I, I I don't think it's a stretch at all to say that they've sort of played up in that notoriety. Um, so yes, if he comes, if he takes less money. For sure, they would. They, I think they would give him another shot. Um, and at the very least, stop putting him on main cards. I we know we've we explained why they do it. It's still not necessary. I hope they don't do it. I hope they just let the guy walk, and I hope the guy, frankly, just gets out of MMA and we never have to talk about him again. But that's wishful thinking. Uh, it is a business, and uh, there is a business scenario where he's uh, still part of the UFC. He should go to boxing. Like he should go to box. Like, he I should make- go away. Yeah. out of the public I mean, if you're eye. gonna stay in combat sports you need to go to boxing i don't like mm. the bkfc idea i mean sure fine why not um but if you really want to like get a career in the sport you should probably be like a low level boxer and just try to build your way up but we'll see what happens um let's go to the wild card round ak let's get into the wild card uh i did dana did say i think dana finally like realized it was hardy's last fight and then he just I think the schmo asked him like, what's next for Greg? And he said, he didn't know. So, um, would have liked to dig dug a little deeper there, but wild card round, we're going to pick one fighter. We have not match made for yet. And we're going to match for, make for them right now. Uh, I will let you go first. AK. We had a lot of good options here. A lot of good options. Uh, as far as, as far as who to pick. So I went with, if we're going, if we're, you know, but if we're going wild, I'm going with the guy who had one of the most wild wins of the night. One, Mr. Uh, Tim Elliott. Uh, it had everything you want to see in a Tim Elliott fight. Uh, weird, con- weird yet controlled aggression, unorthodox angles from which to attack and and grapple from, blatant cheating, just straight up cheating, uh, <laughs> which he later admitted to. And again, listen, <laughs> when you're what well, well, he was like a he was he was like, a, like the underdog in that fight, at least like he was. Uh, I think he was a pretty sizable dog. Yeah. Just, uh, Every, everyone with the, that Omega Medov team, and we know uh, Umar was the biggest favorite of the card, like by far. And I know Tim Elliott was a pretty sizable underdog as well. I, I don't know. I don't think he cares about that. I don't think he's aware of that. But he's definitely heard, I'm sure, some chatter that, oh, this this uh, Ulan Bekov kid's going to run through you. Look, if you're a veteran, you do everything you can to win. All right. If if you get caught outside of losing a point, like what happened to uh, uh, Enzachuku, outside of that, you cheat as much as you can because these refs were letting so much stuff slide. Justin Jacoby won. He poked he poked uh, Oleksiychuk twice in the eyes, and he won a decision. Uh, always cheat, people. That If you're fighting in MMA, you get a free groin kick. You get a free fence grab. You get a free eye poke. Uh, illegal knees, a little chintzy. That's one I'd say be very careful with, uh, as Piotr Jan learns. Uh, but otherwise, really, just cheat all you want. And in this case, we saw Tim Elliott do that, the glo- a blatant glove grab. And I think he did it more than once as well. So 
But hey, he got the win. So I'm going with uh, Tim Liette, who's just just holding on to that 15 spot in our rankings. I'm like, he refuses to let these young guns uh, take his spot. And I want to see him fight. I think he deserves a higher rank guy now. Alex Perez. Let's go Alex Perez. I think we have to move on from the Alex Perez match Schnell fight as much as we all want it. Uh, it is snake bitten. It is Nurmagomedov Ferguson level snake bitten. Let's not. <laughs> Maybe you do, you do the thing now where you book Perez to fight people. Maybe keep Schnell around the same card to be a replacement if you want that fight to happen. If, if Perez's opponent falls out, then we can get Schnell Perez. But it's just been canceled so many times. So, uh, Tim, you deserve a step up for that blatant show of heart determination and uh, straight up cheating. Um, so let's go with him and uh, Perez. I wonder where Tyson Nam is. I, I want to know. I think he's training. I don't know what, what the injury was. I'll have to find out. Maybe I'll have an answer on what you got next or something like that. Uh, I thought Tim Elliott lost that fight, but it's not like a blatant robbery. I'm not like <laughs> up in arms about it. I'm more upset about the 30-27 Bryce Mitchell scorecard Works. than I am Works. Tim Elliott losing the fight. Uh, but he, Tim Elliott just comes out there and admits it and just took 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 onus of it and whatever. It, I thought that was very interesting. I feel like I have to go with Marina Morose here because she just deserves it after that performance over Maria Agapova, the incredible speech after in support of her country and what the Ukraine and what her family and her friends and what everybody is is dealing with right now with with everything. I, I just that the whole thing impressed the hell out of me. But the performance, like the actual in cage product, I mean, it impressed the hell out of me. This was a tremendous performance from Marina Moreau. She was a, a, a pretty sizable underdog in this fight. She hadn't fought for two years. No one was really sure what was going to happen. We uh, Agapova opened up a ton of eyes with the Sabina Mazo win. We thought this could be a future title contender. She's got her head on straight. And Marina just went in there and ran her over. Just completely ran her over. Maria had nothing for her. I'm ready to give her a little bit of a step up. Let's do Marina Morose versus Tracy Cortez. I know Tracy's been out for a little while, almost a year to this point. I think her last fight was in April. She won a split decision. Uh, maybe it was Justine Keish or JJ Aldridge is one of those two fighters. I'll have to look back into it. But um, yeah, well, she's ready to get back in there. I, I think it should be against Marina Morose. I, I think Marina deserves a nice step up. I think Tracy Cortez, Lisa 125, is probably like inside the top 20. So yeah, I'm intrigued to see it. Seems like the right fight to me. Why not? Yeah, I, I don't have Cortez high, if only because uh, her the people she's beaten just don't have super strong resumes. I get I get it. You know when you're kind of where she's coming, like her entry into the UFC, you're not gonna face. Though I guess it's Stephanie Egger. I'm looking at Stephanie Egger win now. That's that's aged pretty well. Yeah, 100. Um, yeah, that's true. Okay, all right. I'll I'll actually and she be uh, Agapova on the. Uh, on the contender series and had a very controversial uh, split decision win over Aaron Blanchfield. So I don't know how much we want to count that one. Uh, Super that controversial. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> again, it happened sort of on a, you know, a random Invicta card and Aaron Blanchfield, you know, wasn't well known yet. So I don't know when talks about it, but that was, uh, that was not great. That was, um, I think most people who watched that fight and paid attention to it pretty clearly scored it for Aaron Blanchfield, but, but you're right. You're right. Uh, no, Cortez uh, would be a fine uh, opponent for Moros. And uh, I still can't believe that she was, an underdog going into the night because I, I think we'll just forgot how good Morose is. And I know we're all, we are all, I, I'm one of the people I'm guilty of it. If you go back to like when, um, who was the first pe person I got, I got beat um, in the UFC. She smoked her. Um, who's uh, Hannah Cyphers. Hannah Cyphers. Uh, I, I remember I was being super excited, super excited. And Agapov was also a contender series fighter, right? 
Yes. She yeah. lost. Yeah, she lost. She lost. Okay. But I was still, I don't remember. I, I remember the way she blitzed Cypher. I was one of those people like, man, oh, give her, give her three or four, give her the right fights, build her up the right way. She could be a threat for the title someday. And I'm not saying that can't happen, but I definitely was drinking the mad drinking the Kool-Aid at first. I've tempered my expectations a lot. Uh, maybe other people haven't. And again, that's true. Morose had been off for a while. So, you know, what have you done for me lately? Uh, that's probably affected the line. But I was really surprised. I think people forget how good Morose is and, and some of the quality wins she already had on her resume before um, fighting Agapova. Yep. Great performance. Good on her. And a lot of people uh, comments about the cheating. Jed and I, our entire Twitter spaces on the, the, the prelim pregame is about cheating. Like there's some sort of cheating yeah. or like, like potential points being taken away in like every single fight, uh -huh. every single fight. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm sure I heard, I heard uh, Tim Elliott was so, he was guilt stricken after Mike, actually. He was so guilt stricken. He was really upset about it. Like, Oh, what did I do? I can't believe I cheated. And he had to wipe his tears with his, uh, his win bonus check. The extra yeah. check. He had two checks. He had the he had the show money and he had the win money. And I he, he, I heard he used both to wipe his tears. So uh very sad. You know, too bad he had to cheat to win. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's really he really regrets it. Um but that's the thing, like why why not do it if you're there's no penalty for it? Like Mark like if Mark Smith's your referee, you get two eye pokes, you get two nut shots, <laughs> and maybe like one more thing in between before you before you get a stern warning, and then you take a point away. Like this is like as long as this continues to happen and we're not just taking points away and being more strict with it, I mean, this stuff's going to keep happening. And why yeah. wouldn't you do that? And why same, wouldn't man. you do it when the pay structure is like this? You have a chance to get double double your money. Why won't you grab a glove or grab the fence or maybe poke an eye? If you're not going to get a point taken away, what the hell? I mean, why the hell not? Yeah. Do you think when he's putting an extra stake on the table for his daughter that he's going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, honey. I just want you to know I had to cheat to, to make this. No, who cares? I mean, I mean, Umar cares, and, some, and I, I'm not saying the fans shouldn't care. Fan, fans, if you're upset about this, that's more than fair. Cheating is bad, but cheating in MMA to make money, to win fights and make money, that's just that's that's a fact of life. Until Mike, as you mentioned, the pay structure. Until both, until the pay is raised for both guys, uh, and there's not so much a consequence for losing, where you literally lose half, potentially half of what you could make. Guys just should do everything they can to win outside of you know bringing a shiv to the cage. Yeah, that's just how it is. Mark Smith should have taken two points away from Kennedy and Chichuku last night. Like the first eye poke was so bad. Like, especially when the entire first round, all Mark Smith is saying is don't poke him in the eye. Don't poke him in the eye. Keep your fingers up. Keep your fingers up the entire time. You couldn't even hear the commentators. You're hearing Mark Smith warning him to not poke him in the eye. And he pokes him in the eye. And what does he do? Doesn't take a point away. Like, what are you doing? You spent the whole round warning him about it and you don't take a point away. It, he, at least he took it away in the third because that was like a really bad one. And and Niku basically fought with one eye and admitted as much in the post fight. And I think kind of like the MMA gods came together and put forth some lightning to the judges to make things even because that probably should have been a draw. It was, a, it was more of a robbery than the Tim Elliott fight. But if we're being honest, because but Enshuku should have lost two points, that fight should have been a draw, and it is what it is. So, uh, do we have any check the tapes? Do we have any mic checks? Do you we have any what? bonus material here? Uh, let, I'll get to the tech, check the tapes later. I actually did not have time to collate as I normally would, but I had people it who sent in picks also, you know, before this into their picks. They're like, oh, I also want credit for this. So I will try to mention people. I imagine there's probably a lot of shared points for fights that were made. But uh, hey, this is this is a live show. Uh, we are on video, so maybe I'll. Uh, maybe some people will be getting some extra love uh, for picks. Just so remind me, guys, if you're an, if you're a regular uh, no listener, uh, uh, feel free to message me if a fight gets announced. A lot of guys regularly do. Uh, it annoys me, but uh, you deserve, <laughs> but they deserve their points, and uh, I encourage it. 
I encourage you guys remind me if you if you had a cool pick and it uh, really any pick and it came up and uh, we'll we'll show you out on the show. Okay. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you want to give the standard disclosure? Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, sorry. One second. Uh, yes, people. Especially, yeah, especially for people, again, tuning in for the first time. Uh, guys, we like to emphasize talking with the winners, uh, unless it's a title fight or a big fight like this one we had on Saturday. And then, yeah, of course, we welcome uh, suggestions for the, the main event loser. Uh, categories rule, like guys, like I was kind of saying before, if you want a special, special shout out, it'll it's specifically, you know, if you were like the only person somehow to pick a matchup that happened. This is very hard to do, but it's it's uh, if you get it, man, that not no point. It'll put your kids through college. And then you may have just made a mistake. People, please pay attention to the weight class guys are currently fighting in. Have these two people fought already recently? Uh, and there's no point in them rematching. Is someone have a notable injury you should be aware of? Have they been released from the UFC? Are they already booked? Guys, this is easy to check. They're already booked. And uh, most importantly, the golden rule. Your pick is if your pick is doo doo, probably just gonna skip over it. And we don't want that. We don't Nobody want wants that. that. Nobody wants that. We'll get into it. Umar, I know we see the Umar questions. The, the listeners, I'm sure, have lots of suggestions for Umar. So we'll get into it and you guys oh, can uh, react. Go ahead. By again. the way, 60% say Bryce Mitchell comfortably in the top 10. 28%. Top five. Wow. Okay. Top five. I don't know how much thought they put into that. Uh, it, they could be doing sort of the Jed Mishu style where they're projecting like, oh, well, if I think he can beat this guy and beat this guy, you know, his resume is not there yet, but I think he can beat so-and-so in the top five. I mean, that's why we put him there, but that's pretty, I'll end the poll now, but 28% say he is, uh, Bryce Munch is a top five featherweight in, in the UFC right now. All right, let's get into this. Let's get into the peeps. Uh, Jacob Binney. Hey, Mike, first time submitting an not-no pick. Kevin Holland versus Jack Della Madalena is the fight I need to see. I'm too many beers in to remember if Tell has a fight book, but I feel his skill set outmatches Holland and he would steal his hype and catapult in the top 15 with the win over oh. Holland. I don't think the UFC would be really looking to do that with Holland at 170, but who knows? Uh, also, after watching Turner piece apart my fellow Aussie in the way he did, I would love to see him push into the top 15. A fight with Hack Paras would truly see how he fares with the elite of the division. I think Turner's way beyond Hack Paras at this point. Um, Cheers, Jake Benny. P.S. It's pronounced Melbourne, aka Melbourne. Also, Aussie is pronounced Aussie. And said, I listen to Otto every Monday on the way to work. Cheers, guys. And to add to that, Bryce Mitchell versus Giga. I think Giga was exposed when he met Cater 
And I think Bryce is a serious problem in this division. It's hard to throw him in a fight with someone in the top five of the division, but with the win against Giga, the top five cannot deny him. A lot to unpack Exposed. There. He goes, no, that was a great fight with you. Come on, give credit to Cater. Let's not say that Giga was exposed. Stop it. Um, what was the other What was the other thing you said before about, oh, I, I had a Melbourne. point to make. Melbourne, yes. Uh, we Didn't we have another viewer on a previous episode say, don't say Melbourne? Like you guys, if you're not from Australia, you can say Melbourne. Or, yeah, or, I don't know. This, now, now I don't know what to believe. We had another Australian viewer who was like, who was like, if you're not from, if you're not from, from there, uh, just stick with Melbourne. You know, you don't need to kind of say it with the Australian accent. And now this person's saying we you should say Melbourne, and I like saying Melbourne. So should I just go with what I like? I don't know. Maybe I'll throw up a poll about it. But I got another poll. I'm gonna throw up another poll. Ask people. <laughs> go ahead, Mike. I'm just gonna tell people uh, where they rank Umar. Where they rank Umar on the last night. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is like is pronouncing Israel Adesanya's name all over again. I keep uh, switch, I always switch between the two pronunciations. It's so bad. Uh, hi guys, Francesco, our fan from from Italy. RDA versus Michael Chandler. I mean, that makes sense. I know they're talking about Chandler Ferguson, but it's not official yet. So RDA versus Chandler makes sense. Uh, Spivak versus gets the Arlovsky test. Holland versus Alex Morano. Uh, I don't know if they train. Well, I don't. I don't think they train together, but. No, they don't. They they both kind of train in Houston, but they get different gyms. And I know Holland's kind of more in the Fort Worth area, but I just been doing some different traveling. So yeah, we could see that fight. Uh, Turner versus Grant Dawson. I actually like that idea a lot. Uh, Nurmagomedov versus Deandraj. Douglas Silva Deandraj. That's a fun fight. Jacoby versus Ryan Spann. Elliot versus the winner of Manel Cap versus Sue Maderji. Marina Moros yeah. versus Aaron Blanchfield, AK. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't mind it. Like I said, I think it'd be too early for Blanchfield. Again, people really, I think Blanchfield is great. Uh, I don't think she's ready for a Marina Morose yet. Um, I know some people are super, super high in her. She's what, 20 now? She's she even 20? I think so. Yeah, and she's looked dominant against the opponent she's faced, but uh, the opponent she's faced are pretty low ranking, uh, to put it kindly. Um, and she, and I still need to see that. I, like, I want to see the extra gear where she's finishing. Um, you know, these these uh, these fighters that are in the same tier as her dominant for 22. dominant 22. Oh, sorry, 22 dominant decisions. Great. Uh, that shows a lot, too. I want to see her if let, let her finish a couple of opponents in the sort of the bottom tier of her division. Then uh, you put her in there with the Morose. I do think Morose is just is just too much for her. even even physically. I feel like um, I know Blanchfield is a really good athlete, but she's still growing into her body. Let her let her let her, you know, get closer to her athletic prime first before we're putting in there with tough fighters like Morose, who is in her athletic prime. So I don't, I don't love matchups like that. And, and I'm on high, I'm as high on Blanchfield as anybody. Um, like I said, I've been following, I think like some people have been following her well before the UFC. I don't want to see her thrown into those fights just yet. So, so I don't love it. I mean, even after the Miranda Maverick win, I, th I thought that was a great win. That's fine. But Miranda Maverick's also inexperienced and young, right? Is what I'm saying. She, she is dominating her tier. I think Morose is a clear tier above. Again, okay. both in both in terms of phys physical readiness, fight experience, there's just skill wise, if just grappling, sure. Hey, Blanchfield maybe is better than her. If we're talking combat jujitsu, maybe you favor, um, maybe you favor Blanchfield. But overall, uh, the mi the mixing of the martial arts, I don't think she's quite at that level yet. Brandon Nunez, Spivak versus Romanov, Holland versus Li Jingliang, Mitchell versus hopefully a returning Zabit. How about that, AK? We got to find this guy. I saw a couple guy. comments on that. Yeah, uh, and he That's said I will matchup. risk. I will risk the Otno point for this in parentheses for the for the beat. Uh, <laughs> Red Panty Night, RDA versus McGregor, Mazadal versus Michael Chiesa two, and Colby versus the winner of Vicente Luque versus Bilal Muhammad. Okay, 
John Ray, great night for ground and pound on this card. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to say Mazadal versus McGregor, but we all know Dana, is, what Dana is going to do with Connor. I think he's suggesting a title fight. Uh, Jacoby versus Jimmy Crute. Tim uh, Crute's going to be out for a little while, so maybe down the road. I don't think that happens next. Elliot versus Albazi. Nermagomedov versus Halion Paiva. I don't mind that one. That's not a bad fight. That's probably a good little step up. Morose versus the loser of Macy Barber versus Montana De La Rosa. Not bad. Uh, yeah, that's around the... Yes, okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's not a sexy matchup, but I said I don't mind it. Uh, Nega Mariano versus Daun Jung. Rodriguez title shot after Esparza. Turner versus Ricky Glenn. Ricky Glenn might be out for a little while. He was supposed to fight next week. Yeah. Now, Terrence McKinney is fighting Drew Dober instead. Torres groin. Torres groin. But he said yeah. he's, he said he'll be back. He's expecting to be back uh, end of summer. But that's August, optimistic. September? That's, that's optimistic. So who knows? Yeah, it could be August, September, right? So. This is actually an interesting pick. Spivak versus the winner of Ben Rothwell versus Alexander Gustafson. I, that's actually that's a pretty good pick. I'd love to see Spivak versus Ben Rothwell at some point. I'd love, love that. Holland versus D-Rod. Mitchell versus the winner of Danny Gay versus Mavsar Evloyev. Uh, Hinata Moikano versus Bobby Green. RDA versus the Fer- Chandler Ferguson winner. I know it's not official in parentheses. Mazadal, Wonderboy 2. Covington versus Burns. Winner or lose. And he said he's picking that because he's got to be different for points because he doesn't think anyone else will say that. And you might be right. Brian Strategic. from Canada. Strategic. Yes. Got to get those Otno points. Got to get those Oh, hey, hey Ryan points. from Canada. What's up? Brian from Canada. Hey, K- AKA Mike. First of all, thanks for not going too hard on me last week. Love being a contributor mm. to the show and hope it continues for a long time. Second, my Islam statement is kind of a troll. Kind of not. I haven't been into MMA for super long. I'm still young, although I always watched GSP as a kid, but Habib got me really into the sport and I want to see him come back. And if Islam has the belt, there's no chance. Sad face, sad face. I do agree. There's no denying he is next for the title. Wild card pick in honor of the men and women fighting for Ukraine right now. Marina Morose versus the winner of Molly McCann versus Luana Carolina. Kevin Holland versus the versus Chaos Williams win or lose against Randy Brown, which we found out that fight was happening on that Phoenix card, UFC 274. That is a terrific piece of business right there. Really looking forward to that fight. My eyes lit up when I saw that. Uh, Bryce Mitchell versus Josh Emmett. RDA versus Fazeev. Just rebook it. Great fight for 275 in Singapore since Fazeev calls Thailand home. Uh, I mean, it makes sense, but... I mean, that'd be kind of cruel to do to RDA. Dude, like, did you a big favor? Now you're going to send him to Singapore on, like, less than two months' notice to go, or right around two months' notice to fight Fazeev in basically his home area? Yeah, not a big not a big advocate of that. Covington versus the winner, Luke Muhammad. I don't need another cringe matchup. Colby versus Diamond, uh, to be fair. And Leon is next for the title. And if Hamzat wins, he'll be after that so luke or Bilal gonna have some time to wait so let's make this match a cute division moving p.s sorry for the long message marcus oh before you get to oh, is oh, it marcus the master of the spreadsheet yeah I guess, uh you yeah. do you, you do have a comment uh, uh and a few people are mentioning this mitchell versus ryan hall uh why do people want to end bryce mitchell's career i don't understand <laughs> uh, why do you want to see bryce mitchell get like his 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 arm ripped off or his achilles tendon shredded or his neck broken by uh the goat ryan hall uh, no, guys, come on. Bryce Mitchell uh, has a promising career ahead of him. Let's not throw him in there with uh, with the Ryan Hall just yet. Come on. Now. Marcus has some interesting picks. He's got oh, Mazadal ver- versus RDA, but then he has RDA again against Islam Makachev. He's trying oh, to my God. block this. Block this guy. Block Marcus, you keep spreadsheet. This guy, again, for new listeners, this is our man, Marcus, who sends in these lovely organized spreadsheets of his matchups. Uh, 
if you're gonna have a spreadsheet, you can't be doubling up like that. Holland versus Wonderboy. Nah, I mean, I'd like that'd be interesting. I don't know if they'll do that now. Um, Jalen Turner versus Joel Alvarez. Can I make a suggestion? I like the fight. <laughs> Can we just do it at 170? Like, we know they're 55. Yeah, why? Just do it at 170. Why? Why? Just do it at 170. Who cares about 155, right? Why? Exactly. Uh, Rodriguez title shot. Uh, Niku versus Olegzaychek. Sure. Rodriguez Rose. title shot. Hold on, hold on. Rodriguez title shot. Guys, come on. Oh, 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 winner, winner. After. I didn't have people say that. I'm sorry. I got triggered. I got triggered. Yeah, they I think the, the funny thing is when people say that, they, they do it in their mind. Like, we all think Namajunas Asparza has, like, already been booked. And, like, the scary thing is, like, it hasn't. It's not official. Excuse Block it. Hold on. Let me mute this. No, get out of here. Get Bertrand 850. Get out of here. So Bryce Mitchell wouldn't be. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting suggestions in here. Okay. There's, there'll a, be, lot of, be, there'll, a lot there's of lots people. of Umar picks. Trust Look me. Look at this recency bias. Look at this. Recency Here's one bias. right here. Here's Mitchell. one right here. Umar Namagamadov versus Ronnie Yaya. Honey Yaya. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good bet. Go. That's a good yeah. one. I mean, I Elliot think Umar Perez. again would be a massive favorite, but yeah. Elliot Perez, Ladova Klein. He got two options again a featherweight option, Kulabao, lightweight option, Mike Davis. Uh, Dustin Jacoby versus Ryan Spann, and he has to check the tapes. Gerald Mearshart versus Christoph Jocko. If you pick that one, I'm not even going to go back and look. I'm just going <laughs> to assume that you picked it. So I'm going to say that's a group point. Again, like I said, normally I go back yeah. and look, but I didn't have time uh, to look back at the past uh, auto picks. I'm pretty sure that's a group point. But uh, but yeah, shout out to Marcus if it's not. Uh, he's the one who gets mentioned. But I think all our uh, auto listeners get to uh, get a fraction of that that pick. Jared Biagin, Jorge Masvidal versus Daniel Rodriguez. Again, yeah, yeah. See, I actually like that more because, like I said, I want D Rod to move up in the rankings. Now, I don't know where people are going to put Masvidal in their rankings after that drubbing on Saturday. I'm not sure how high they had him before that. Frankly, I, I may have had him higher higher in my rankings than most. Some people may have already bumped Masvidal um, out of the top 15. I don't know. I know. I know some people view some of those uh, wins like over Askren and Till that they haven't they haven't aged well. I don't necessarily agree. Um, so I, I would. Uh, I still think that's a bump up for Rodriguez. Certainly in, in terms of star power, it is. I love that suggestion, uh, Gerard, of D-Rod versus uh, Jorge Masvidal. I don't think Masvidal would take it. I should say yeah. wouldn't take it. It isn't going to – he won't say no, I'm sorry, but he's not going to campaign for it. He's not going out of his way to uh, to fight uh, Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, Holland versus Nico Price. Sure. Spivak versus the Abdurahimov Pavlovich winner. Turner versus Ismagulov. Uh, Nega Mariana versus the Roundtree Roberson winner. Umar versus Hyoni Barcelos. How about that? That's a fun fight. There's some really that... good veteran names for Umar. I hope they book him the right way because you do yeah. have a I like the Barcelos idea. Yeah. Like uh, Kelleher, he kind of just fell into that fight because they just kind of threw it together. But that, like, I love that as a test. I, I said that before. Like, I love that as a test. I thought Kelleher would do a lot better. So seeing him run through uh, Kelleher did a lot for me, like, as far as uh, how, how good uh, Namagamedov is because I thought he was a really big step up from guys that, um, Umar had beaten in the past, uh, uh, and I and I think Sergey Morozov is really good. But um, as far as experience goes, you know UFC experience, Kelleher has so much of it. Umar made him look like he was a UFC debutante. That was amazing, for sure. Um, and then he likes clients staying at fifty five to fight Steve Garcia, Drew Hilty. Beef was in fact very real. Colby versus Dustin. They both get a bag and can headlight a pay per view with that fight. Sure, Mazadal, no clue what to do with him. I guess Leon if he loses to Usman. RDA versus Islam. Islam should get the next title shot. But since it seems like he's not going to, they could duke it off for number one contender. What? No love for Benil Dariush? Come on, man. Come on. Hey, what have you done for me lately besides get injured? Sorry, Benil, you're out of the equation. You're out of the, again, you're out of the equation. <laughs> sucks. I know it sucks. He's an incredible, he's an incredible win streak at lightweight. 
some of the uh, uh, very high quality opposition too. And some ex- he's had everything you, uh, Benil has had everything you want in a title contender, exciting performances, finishes, high ranking opponents, long win streak. He's just had really bad luck. He's had really bad luck of, of again, health wise and getting the right opponent and uh, getting that, like that one right opponent to get that title shot. Obviously Islam was the one he beats Islam. He's locked for the title shot. Now he gets an injury and we don't even know when he's going to fight again. So, um, you know, best of wishes to uh, Benil. Hopefully he can come back and, and get a good opponent and doesn't become the sort of tale where like, ah, oh, he was, you know, we're talking about this two years from now. Remember how close Benil was to a title shot and then all this stuff went wrong. He never got it. So it happens to a lot of fighters. Hopefully not him. Yeah. This right here is the key to success this morning. Oh, the listen. biggest freaking coffee hey, you could find. I'm only drinking water, boys. I'm only I almost poured uh, water all over my No AK cheating. Uh, no cheating no. for AK. He almost I'll, broke I'll, the computer, but good. I one. know, right? I almost broke. No, listen, I'll have uh, I I'll, I'll have something. I'll, I'll have an explanation for how we're awake um when it gets to my part, but I Mike, please go on. I don't want to interrupt the Oh, okay. Mike, yeah. Uh Boycano, absolute dog deserves a nice break and a backroom bonus. Match him up with CDF last time. Still think that's a good fight if timelines match. Sure. I like that fight too. Uh Thug Nasty versus the Boston finisher. Calvin Cater, Spivak gets the Arlovsky test. Wildcard, Umar is top 15, ready, finishing Kelleher in the first. So he likes Umar versus Pedro Munoz, AK, just shooting him right in there with a, with an established name. And wow. I kind of like that. Uh, the poll I threw up has 33% think he is already in the top 10. Uh, right, but just ahead, top 15, 40%. So people have him in the 11, more people have him, I think, in the 11 to 15 range. Uh, top 20, 21%, and uh, 7% outside the top 20. So I don't know. I, I, I think that's, I think he has to be in the top 20 now, though. I'll be honest, I'm pretty tight with my rankings. Um, so I don't remember where I put him. I don't have him top 10. Again, keep in mind, Bantamweight is insanely deep, and I go more on who have you beaten than who could you beat. If we're going on who could he beat, I mean, he might be top 15. There might be, I don't know if there's that many guys ahead of him who right now we think can, uh, can beat him. So, uh, Blake Lewitt, longtime listener, first time submitting picks. Colby versus Hamzad after he smashes Burns with Darren Till in his corner. Oh, look at that. Oh, people want to are asking what the cup says. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I know. That's the lovely Scotty Barnes and uh, what, what he once shouted after hitting a three pointer. Uh, RDA versus McGregor, Umar versus Kyler Phillips. That would be a crazy fight. <sighs> But you're killing off you're killing off a, a, an up and comer, and sometimes we have to do that. But I think mm-hmm. once you get to this level, it's kind of tough when you have some veteran names in there that you have to so deep. You have to so deep. You got to mass. You got to have to mass some these guys together at some point. So don't hate and it. And Elliot versus hashtag the raw dog. And I know we saw the fight a couple of years ago, but what a crazy fight it was. But yeah. on top of that, Royval is booked for that Phoenix card in May against Matt Schnell. Uh, so that will not happen. But who knows? Anything happens with Snell. It's Matt Schnell. I mean, no can Elliot in there, and <laughs> maybe no he can halt the uh, the year of the raw dog. AK. There's no, there's no guarantee. When we're talking about a Matt Schnell matchup. If we're being honest, so yeah, I could see Tim Elliott uh, definitely wanting to get that rematch and, and getting in there. And uh, this is my favorite podcast. Keep killing it, friends. I appreciate that, Daniel Marcoulis. Before I start, I just want to say, Mike, you are one of maybe five people in my life that have pronounced my last name correctly off the bat. UNAK are pronunciation elites. So for that guy who was trolling us for the <laughs> for the pronunciation comment, look at that. Look at Daniel Marcus. Hat tip to John that. Anik, by the way, for a lot of the fighter pronunciations. Because I think a lot of us in the media, when we have when we don't know how to pronounce someone's name, we just watch the weigh-ins or we watch the you know broadcast or like how, or go back and watch a fight on like Fight Pass. How did John Anik pronounce it? And he's usually right, what, 95 percent of the time if, if he's wrong it's because someone gave him bad information not just because he's pronouncing it wrong can, can i just say something and and i know some of you are probably gonna like if you're familiar with my career and like 
who who I have built very close relationships in this space. You're probably going to think that I'm just standing here, but it's just, it's not the case. I have a lot of respect for this guy. Anyway, I think John Anik is not just the best voice in MMA. I think he's one of the top five best lead guys in, in sports. So, and I think every time he's on a broadcast, I mean, it's just, it's so good. I have to say, I think last night was the best night of John Anik's career. I thought he was fantastic last night. I love how, and and what he did was he took control of some of these judging situations. Like when the scoring was put up on the board and we were looking at significant strikes, we were looking at takedowns, we were looking at ground control. He had, he did such a good job explaining the modern scoring and how some of these things weigh more than others when it comes to putting these scorecards together. I thought John Anik was absolutely fantastic last night. He, I think he's always fantastic, but I think I think he's usually like an A, A-plus guy. This is an A-plus plus for me. He was on fire. He did so good. Um, and even like if when Rogan and Bisbang like had their moments, I thought Anik took control of those situations. I just thought he did fantastic last night, so I want to give him a shout-out. I thought he did did so freaking good. Yeah, other than the uh, ghastly uh, Boston Celtics jacket that he was wearing uh, on uh, on Friday, I mean, hopefully he burned that thing because it just made me want to vomit. But other than that, uh, yeah, he's he's fantastic. Uh, I'll go as far as say uh, you said commentator. I think he's one of the five most vital personalities in MMA. Uh, like true. just just for everything he brings to the product, uh, specific, specifically the UFC. But I mean, I'll go as far as say MMA in general. Uh, he's just he's really I think he's really a really important sort of ambassador for. Uh, the business of MMA. Uh, so Daniel Marcoulis, Klein versus Sean Woodson. This might be a stretch, but I like the concept. Devonte Smith versus Mason Jones. That's a freaking crazy fight. Uh, <laughs> Umar versus Montel Jackson. Montel is a beast. We really like to see Umar tested a bit more. I'm curious where, what's going on with Montel Jackson because he was supposed to fight uh, Dana Bakari on that right. Columbus card, right? Uh, but then he's gone, and now Bakari is fighting Chris Gutierrez. So I'm not nice. sure what's happening with Montel Jackson, but I mean. Again, if you follow my career pre-MA fighting, I don't know if anyone's higher on Montel Jackson than I am. But, I mean, I, I, I'm very curious to see what, what where his ceiling is. Greg Hardy versus someone who can knock him out again. Uh, he wants to see a Legends bout between Edson Barboza and Cub Swanson. Sure, if Swanson go to 35 and fight Faber. I like that fight. Moicano versus Brad Riddell. What a fight Hinato brought. Really hope the UFC gives him someone in the top 15 for such a showing on less than a week's notice against their number six guy. Uh, Harry Dewaskin. Dustin Jacoby versus Johnny Walker. There really isn't anyone in the rankings that's free and within a reasonable range, especially if you assume that Ryan Spann is being rebooked with Kuchalaba. Only person unranked that would make sense is Daun Jung. Uh, Ladova Klein staying at lightweight. He's better there versus Joe Selecki. Cousin Umar versus Ricky Simone. Let's push this kid. Marina Moroz. Marina Moroz versus Jessica I. Okay. How about that? What do you think about that idea now yeah. that Manon Fioro is fighting Jennifer Maya instead? Yeah, it's a shame that uh, uh, Fioro lost out on that fight. Though, again, Maya is even higher ranked. I just think it's a, a much bigger challenge for her. Um, yeah, I think Moros and I makes a lot of sense. This is more, more of, a, of a veteran fight. Um, I just got more so than Marina Moros. But yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm into that. Uh, very, I think that's a, that's a clever suggestion. I like that. Uh, the Nigu... Mariano versus Jailton. It's what he gets for this robbery against Jailton Almeida. Come on, come on, Louise. I am a huge Almeida mark too. I mean, I can see them making that fight. That would actually be a a wild fight because Negu Negu could take a shot. Man, that guy could get punched five hundred times and it doesn't affect him. So, 
if he could take a Jailton Almeida punch and get to the second and third round, that'd actually be a really interesting fight. Uh, Marina versus title shot or Ioana. Jalen Turner versus Ricky Glenn. Again, uh, Spivak versus Romanov. Kevin Holland versus the Brian Barbarina. Matt Brown winner at UFC Columbus. And he suggests build this guy back up. I actually don't have a problem with that at all. Uh, another Mitchell versus Ige of Loyev winner or Josh Emmett in the main event for Kukushina. Mazadal versus McGregor. Mazadal looks shot enough for this to work. Okay. Uh, Tino Alvarez. Colby versus Burns. If he beats Shamayev, and if Shamayev beats Burns, you have Colby fight the winner, Luke A versus Bilal. RDA versus Connor. Give RDA the payday that he deserves. Kevin Holland versus Michelle Pajeda, AK. What do you think about that idea? Uh, sorry, Mike. Say that again. I was reading. I was looking at YouTube comments. I, said, I heard Michelle Pajeda, though, and I Kevin I, Holland versus Michelle Pajeda. Oh yeah, look. I is that the first person to mention that? Yes, I would love to see. I I thought we'd get a ton of those. Uh, again, I haven't looked at my own. <laughs> it's gonna be a ride because, like I said, I haven't looked at my own picks yet. I, I assume we're gonna. I'll be seeing more of that. I thought that would be one of the more popular picks in the day because <laughs> Michelle Pajeda is so unpredictable. Uh, he's a huge, uh, huge uh, uh, welterweight and. Uh, yeah, I think that I just think I think the build would be good too. I think there'd be some delightfully awkward trash talk. I think we'd have people. Um, <laughs> I think we have both guys trying to drop some some real bombs, and it just getting uncomfortable. And I don't think they'd be friends after. I think they're kind of uh, they're cut from the same cloth, whether they realize it or not. So I do like that one. Did everyone forget about Leon? No, Lee. We think I think everyone thinks Leon's fighting Kamara for the title this summer. So no. Uh, did Moicano get a bonus for last night? No. He should have. Maybe got a backroom bonus. But yeah. Locker room. Fingers bonus. crossed. Yeah. Uh, Spivak versus the winner of Latifi versus uh, Rogero de Lima. Jalen Turner versus Nazareth Hackbarast. Nurmagomedov versus Douglas Silva de Andrade. Tim Elliott versus Rogero Bontarin. Ludovic Klein versus TJ Brown. Robbie Ryan. Enjichuku versus Tyson Pedro. Rodriguez versus Joanna. Mazadal versus Nate Diaz. Two wildcard. Sergey Spivak should receive an honorary title belt for ending Craig Hardy's UFC career. Okay. Uh, Patrick Austin, Morose versus Sajara Eubanks, Dustin Jacoby versus Misha Serkinov. Serkinov needs to go back to 205. Umar versus Saeed. Don't matter if one is booked, only room for one Nirmaga made off at Bantamweight. I know someone else is going to get this hashtag. And then he says, if they don't do that right now, Umar versus Paeva. Uh, Nega Mariano versus Devin Clark, Kevin Holland versus Nick Diaz. Wow. I mean, he would love, I mean, for Kevin Holland, surprised he didn't call of for course. that. Of course. Of course, Edson Barboza. He, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, was saying, I think he knows calling out a Diaz is like a coin toss. It's like you could do it. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. <laughs> All right, a few no last ones for me, and then we move on to UAK. Uh, Edson Barboza versus Bobby Green 2 at 155. Do that in a main event. Sure, I'd watch the, the, the hell out of that fight. But say Barboza versus Green 2? Yeah, do that. Have Barboza go back to 55 and fight Bobby Green for a second time and have a headline. Yeah, but Nick and Kevin do have a story. If you listen to Kevin Holland, one of Kevin Holland's interviews on the MMA Hour, there is a story there. I heard, uh, I heard someone, um, I think one of our, our loyal listeners, someone, someone on Twitter, or maybe saying like, um, or maybe it was on the YouTube show. I should say that post fight, like it's a shame almost that Barbosa came down because it's not like he was washed at 155. He lost some close fights, like he, he kind of lost some close fights, uh, like some close decisions. Um, and it didn't really feel like his problem was the weight. It's just that, you know, you, you hit a certain slump at a weight class and it's understood that, well, if you can move to another, if you move up or you can move down, you should. It just kind of refreshes your matchmaking options. But I think he's done that. I think he's shown he's a top 10 guy uh, or top 15 guy at 145. Maybe that's as far as he goes. 
and yeah, maybe maybe the, maybe it is time to go back to 155 for some fun rematches. And uh, you know, I, I don't think he's can be overly concerned about title opportunities at this point. Now, now it is about good good fights, compelling fights, and uh, I think he has still has several of those ahead of him. And we close with Tristan Gordetz. Kevin Holland versus Carlson Harris. He gave more picks, but all of them pretty much been taken. Um, I'll just throw two more in there because the rest of these were both taken as well. Morose versus Eubanks. Nirmaga Madoff versus Douglas Silva de Andrade. So there you go. Go, AK. Go get him. Oh, sorry. One moment. I have to do some uh, some website maintenance here. Very exciting stuff, guys. Uh, just move. If you're wondering who is magically moving things around, the MMA Fighting webpage, uh, it's happening right now. Okay. So uh, first, I wanted to address the whole thing about uh, how are we still awake? <laughs> I, I No, here, here's the thing. And I, Mike, I, I think I speak for both of us when I say, like, I don't know if people realize, like, how like, we... You see us all the time and, and uh, you know, we joke about like, oh, there's too many cards and like, oh, my gosh, we've been talking about the card for 36 straight hours. and that, uh, But like we are very aware, like how lucky we are to be able to talk about sports for a living, to be able to talk about MMA, something we're so passionate about for a living. So like, yeah, we get tired. Yeah, we get worn out. Um, sometimes we get a little cynical. Sometimes we have some some takes and, and we're just like we're rolling our eyes at this fight being made or how many events there are in a certain weekend. But like it's. It's an it's just amazingly I think refreshing to be able to do some of this, which is like so fun, and especially with you guys. Like when we do something live with you guys, and knowing that there's people listening and people like giving us po- positive comments, negative comments. I mean, hopefully more positive comments, but the negative comments are good too. You know, the, the fact that anyone is reading and listening and being and paying attention and being critical of your work is like such a it's like such an honor. So. It, 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 for me, it's not like I said. I'm I wasn't joking. I'm just drinking water. I don't I don't drink coffee. I don't drink I don't do caffeine at all. But being able to do this and do a show with my best friend, Mike Heck, and talk about a really exciting card and event with the people, uh, with you guys, is it's amazing. Like it's its own for me. It's its own. It's its own refreshment. So, would coffee help me? Probably. I'd probably be a little bit sharper. But I don't. I don't need it, guys. I need it because you guys are here, and I love doing shows like this. And, uh, and now I'm really excited now to read out uh, even more comments from you guys. So that that's that's well that's said. my that's my high, man. That's my high. Well said. Yeah. Um, I drink a lot of coffee, um, <laughs> I, so but but I'm with you. And I also, for me, I have a eight year old, soon to be nine year old, right. and I haven't like quote unquote slept in in like nine years. So that's what happens. And <laughs> I mean, I'm I was up, I was up at like seven forty five this morning. So I think I went to bed at like six fifteen. I was up at seven forty five and ready to go. Went to Dunkin' Donuts, got my big coffee, something to eat, ready to rock. So I'm good. I'll go to bed early tonight and then we'll, uh, we'll start this whole cycle all over again. But AK, let's get into these, uh, these listener submissions. Yeah. That, that's the other natural alarm, right? Mike, uh, having, having a child, <laughs> you, yes. don't, you don't really have that option to not be on. So if, if your uh, if your son wants you to be on, guess what? You're on. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, uh, first I'd like to shout out first timers. Uh, Mike, you let me know that there is a new Instagram account apparently called Otno Coin Collector. There's not much on it yet, but uh, uh, they did send me an email. So they are looking to collect Otno points, uh, apparently. Uh, this is their email. 11 a.m. live. Let's go. Uh, exclamation points to my favorite of my favorite podcasts. Best friends. First time, long time. <laughs> Mining the hottest new currency. Hotter than uh, what, was, what was the what was the currency on? What was the? I know we shouldn't promote it, but what was the currency everyone was shouting out on the show? The Marshall Rogan thing. Marshall Rogan Inu. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, look! If there's a new kid on the block, 
best of luck. You don't have that uh, at no point value, right? At no points are 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 are, are fixing the economy. That in the U in the U.S. in Canada, at no points are fixing the economy. So, uh, this is from uh, no Coin Collector, uh, Colby versus Leon Edwards, uh, Dos Anjos versus Iron Mike Chandler. Uh, I like that. I. I'm trying to think how what Chandler's interest level. I think it would be former UFC champion, right? Winnable fight. Yeah, I don't. I yeah. mean, I don't know what RDA's interest would be in that. And I mean, for Chandler, it's like, do I fight Tony Ferguson or do I fight RDA? I'm sure he's going to go with Tony Ferguson <laughs> every single time. Uh, another Mitchell versus Hall suggestion. Uh, don't make us wait for the division's best BJJ matchup. Someone will will decapitate Hall again, and it will never happen. Very confusing <gasps> statement. Hall, very confusing statement. Hall has never lost a fight, so I'm not sure where that's coming from. <laughs> I get the second part. It never happened. Yeah, it's never happened before. Uh, it says, also, I feel we have to note the incredible intellectual commentary matchup here. Uh, yeah, both guys are um, free thinkers, uh, to put it nicely. Um, Holland versus, there you go. There's Holland versus Madalena, so there's some support, some support behind that. I see Spivak versus Tuivasa. Uh, no coin collector. You don't seem to know. Oh wait. Oh yes. Okay. He he knows the rematch. Give him. Give give um, Tuivasa a grappling happy heavyweight. He's already fought and lost too. Uh, we all know blades have raised too far. Let him avenge the lost and test Spivak doubters. So there we go. So it's been a. It has. He's. Uh, no coin collector suggesting it's been enough time between the two fights to give uh, Tuivasa another crap. Do you want to address this question, AK? Do oh, we have sorry. an update. I, I, I'm, I'm curious I'm about this question. I'm, I have a question. About okay, so well. oh, all right, all right. So if people don't know, uh, we had a, we had had or have a uh, listener named Loctagon who told me they were going to keep track of uh, all the Otno points. So thank you, Wes S, for the question. Uh, when are we going to get an Otno leaderboard? Um, Loctagon, I we, and by the way, we told them repeatedly on the show, please don't do this. <laughs> don't if you want to do it on your own time. Fine, I can't stop you. It's a free, it's a it's a free consonant. You can do whatever you want. Uh, but I, I, for legal purposes, I repeatedly told this person to not keep track of the auto points. I don't know how you would do it. They said they tried to send me a document in my email. It never got through. I checked my spam. I, I sent them my personal email address. I sent them my work address. Nothing ever showed up. I checked my spam. I said, screenshot me the thing. And they never responded to that. So Loctagon, I don't know if you've just given up because it's for whatever reason it wasn't coming through. Or if you've been scamming us and trolling us this whole time, which I, I, which if you were, I actually prefer that. I would rather think you were trolling us than actually trying to keep track of all these points. But uh, yes, we do not have a leaderboard at the moment because either because it can't get to me or it never existed. We honestly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so really, listen, this is a community. It's not a competition. All right. Uh, throw some other ones here. Uh, Morose versus Cynthia Calvillo. Let's put the nail in her coffin with a large step back after three losses if she's afforded another chance. Ouch, harsh. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim Elliott versus uh, Cody Garbrandt. Now's the time two vets equals a great fight. That's not a popular uh, one in the comments here. Right. I didn't get any any submissions for that, but the comments, I, there's been a lot of Tim Elliott versus yeah, Cody Garbrandt. First time me hearing about that. Okay. Well, thank you, uh, No Coin Collector. Uh, we got uh, Justin Fisher, another first timer, longtime listener, first time matchmaker. Uh, Colby versus Luke, assuming he beats Bilal. So there you go. That's picking a winner as well. We, we like that around here. Rebook RDA Fazeev, uh, Mitchell versus Josh Emmett. That seems to be the pretty big consensus pick for uh, for Mitchell. People, by the way, people corrected me earlier. I, I was say, talking about like Emmett's game, him being only a striker. Yes, he is a very good wrestler, but I do think he's sort of uh, he uses his wrestling, uh, you know, very much for defense. And yeah, he's used it. He's taken people down before, but I do view him as like a um, sprawling brawler uh, at this at this point. At least at least against most of the opponents he's going to face it. And it's just, certainly if he fought um, Mitchell, I think that would be more his strategy. Um, Spivaz versus Walt Harris. Uh, they fought already, and Walt Harris destroyed him. 
would that happen again? I don't know. And maybe you just want to see Walt Harris destroy him again as sort of that feel-good fight we're always looking for. But I don't. I Spivak probably wants that one back. That's for sure. He he got he got killed in like 15 seconds. Something like that is very quick. Uh, man, a lot of Jacoby versus Spawn. Okay, so another Jacoby versus Spawn. Uh, oh, Marina Rodriguez versus Joanna Jacek. Uh, this is a fight we would have liked to seen before. It doesn't make sense now. And I think Joanna even she named like the opponents she wants to fight, and uh, Marina wasn't one of them. You heard that right, Mike? Uh, yes, but she said like yeah. Rose, uh, Zhang Wei Li, and um, who's the person she wanted to fight again? Maybe back, maybe a, a rematch with Valentina at one twenty five. I can't remember, but uh, Marina Rodriguez was not listed in her her name. Oh, Asparza, Asparza. Uh, she wanted wants to beat up Asparza again, so uh, she pointedly did not name uh, Marina Rodriguez. But uh, thank you, Justin Fitcher, who's uh, who shout out. Uh, m- m- mild May. I apologize if I get this wrong. Mild May, Ontario. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm not familiar with that town. Uh, but he says Mild May, Ontario represents. So shout outs to everyone there. Uh, regular. Uh, oh, let me get to the first timers first. More Chris Martin, not the uh, lead singer of Coldplay. That's no, not as far as I know. At Chris G. Martin on Twitter. First time, long time. Covington Muhammad, win or lose versus Luke. So there you go. Another one not not banking on the result of that. Uh, Masvidal versus Nick Diaz. Sure. Revenge of the Diaz's. Uh, rebook the half by L's. Uh, what else we got here? Another Marina versus Joanna. Uh, and he's with me on Tim Elliott versus Alex Perez. Uh, Jalen Turner versus Holtzman. Probably a uh, probably well past Holtzman. Hey, eh, Mike. Yeah, probably. It's yeah, not a bad probably. fight. It's not a bad fight. Yeah, it'd be a fun, it'd be a good scrap, yeah. but yeah, I Holtzman's been finished quite a bit and, lately, uh, so. Umar versus uh, D Silva. So thank you, Chris, for those picks. Uh, I'm going to read this totally wrong, but if anyone sees it, they can't blame me because it's very confusing. Simple Smente Fred. Simple Smente Fred, also a first-timer from Brazil. Um, hope you guys read on the show. Of course. Big fan. Congrats. Uh, Colby versus Burns if he beats Shemaev. Okay, so specifically Burns. Uh, Masvidal versus Nate, too. Um, I don't like it. I don't think it's impossible that they book it. Because, uh, you know, Nate was complaining about it. It was a cut stoppage. A lot of fans were complaining, though I think that Masvidal was on his way to winning that fight anyway. I don't think it's impossible they booked that fight. Like, what what, what do you think? What is the percentage chance that they we get that rematch? 37 and a half percent. <laughs> which is, which, I mean... We've done the math the op- on this. Did you use with- the, did you use the uh, <laughs> MMA fighting... Cal- did you use the MMA fighting calculator? That costs $85,000 every time we use that. I mute, That's why I muted the mic and put put you in oh. solo in the solo layout. So, so people you, wanna, you couldn't see me. People want to hear the boops and boops, though. <laughs> we got to we got to use those sparingly. We only get a few of those a year, so well, that's what you think. I don't care. I'm blowing the budget. I use that thing whenever. <laughs> I want. And uh, he also wants uh, Holland versus uh, the Molador. So thank you, uh, Fred. And I mean, another- I, I I would see why, like from a drawing perspective, that you would book that fight. But I, I will say this. I mean. Mazadal put a beating on Nate Diaz. That was that was a drawing. Yeah, that's and what I think. That was that was probably Mazadal's like best complete performance of his career. It was just, I mean, you could tell the entire fight week that Mazadal just was in a great place that week. I, I mean, I don't know what's happened since then. I mean, it, 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 who knows? Like, I specifically don't really know, but I mean, that fight week, Mazadal was on top of the world. You just could see it in his eyes that he was going to go in there and beat Nate Diaz and have that kind of performance. But I mean, he starched Nate. This the fight wasn't close. I had no issue with the stoppage. Some people did. Nate obviously did, but I just didn't think that was going to get any better. And I think the doctor probably did Nate a, a long-term favor, if we're being honest, because that wasn't going to stop. It was just going to keep coming. Yeah, I, I, we all know that Diaz brothers are a couple of bleeders, but I mean that was real bad. I think even by Diaz standards, that cut was pretty bad. So, and and, and if, again, if you're a phys- if you're a ringside physician, it's not your job to go like to to 
to be like, oh, well, I know Diaz brothers get cut very often, so I, I'm going to let them go on longer. It's like, no, a cut's a cut. You're, it's your job to protect fighters. Yeah, you can have some you know, subjective discretion, but he, he made a good call. He's a, this guy's a doctor. Uh, what's the con? If Masvidal doesn't worry about someone taking him down, he outstrikes anyone. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. <laughs> I don't know about that. But I like Lucas Carvalho, who left the comment. I like that you had faith. I like you still have faith in Masvidal. Ride or die, right? He didn't outstrike Wonder Boy. <laughs> and, few, and few do. And uh, Brandon Hahn, our other first timer from Twitter. Uh, Otno picks for you, King. Oh, stop it. Uh, first time, don't judge me. Well, we'll see about that. I mean, I won't, but I mean, I can't speak for Mike. Uh, Holland Ponzinibbio? Yeah, I don't I have no issue yeah. with that one. Okay. Uh, Barboza, I mean, I love this suggestion because I really want to see him fight one of these guys, at least. Uh, Barboza versus the Caceres Yusuf loser. I really want to see him fight Sadiq Yusuf at some point. Um, the loser? If Alex Cazares beats, if Alex Cazares wins that fight, I, I mean, Bruce Leroy versus Edson Barboza would be mm. would be fun. Yeah, at the, in twenty twenty two, I'd like for that. Uh, yeah, it's Spivak, fun. Spivak versus Augusto Sakai. That'd be a good one. Sakai, I think, recently fell out of our. Oh, he might still be hanging on to our uh, our uh, global rankings. Uh, Umar versus anyone as soon as humanly possible. Uh, you're not going to get a point for that, uh, uh, Brandon Hahn, but I do think uh, we're going to see him get a quick turnaround. Uh, that he's if he's healthy and you know nothing, he didn't like break a foot or anything, and is somehow in that fight or, or sprain his wrist. I think you'll see him back soon. Um, I actually think I don't know if we will. I don't know if we will see him soon. Oh. Who the f- sorry? Who the <laughs> frig wants to fight that guy? Who wants to fight that guy? Like that's Brian. There, there's only well, one Brian Kelleher. We, okay. We, Listen, we I have almost, one. We almost had to put the to hit the censorship button, but um, I mean, I would have said it anyways, but I didn't. Hey, listen, but Kelleher, have- Kelleher said yes. I don't know if there's gonna be a lot of other people who are gonna be super excited to fight this guy. Well, we have one person because Brandon says honestly, if Umar wants an opponent this month, I'll even volunteer just so we can see more of his fights. So oh, uh, damn, we All have, right. This might be our Respects. first Otno uh, contributor volunteering himself, matchmaking themselves. <laughs> So, I mean, it what if obviously... they book it? What if the UFC calls him and they book it? He gets all the Otno points. Like, I think we don't, we, no to... one ever gets an Otno point again. I think he gets my spot on the show. Brandon, I think, <laughs> Brandon, I think you get to host the show. If you survive, I mean, you can still talk after uh, going uh, 10 seconds with Umar. Um, the, the spot is that the show is yours, my friend. So, uh, well done, Brandon. That's, a, that's how you do your first time on, uh, on, on to the next one. Thank you, oh, yeah. Brandon, very much. And a couple of new, new Instagram boys, Azan Zaman, who I see in the comments, I believe he's in the YouTube comments. Uh, who wrote his? <laughs> he wrote his picks on a piece of paper and screenshotted it, and it's sideways. So there, me feel like I'm craning my head a bit. Uh, Dan Ige, Bryce Mitchell, Randy Brown, Kevin Hall. Randy Brown, of course, is uh, fighting uh, uh, Cass Williams. Uh, Chris Dawkins versus Spivak. Uh, Chris Dawkins is fighting Blades, right? That's the main event of the Columbus card oh, on oh, March 26th. Uh, oh, Azan, we are not off to a good start here. Uh, Mario Bautista slash Asunsao versus Umar Nurmagomedov. Oh, and that's you're doing an either or pick. Oh boy, and uh, Otman Azaitar versus uh, Jalen Turner. Well, at least we ended on a decent note. But uh, either way, Azan, thank you for the picks. But uh, got to pay attention to those those disclaimers. You broke like four disclaimers right there. I shouldn't I shouldn't even read it. Uh, and our other first time from Instagram, Blake Lewitt. Uh, Blake Lewitt. Wait a second. Oh wait, you've had have you had Blake before? Hold on. Oh, this is the one you read. Oh, this is the one you read before. Yeah, we. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is okay, the so. hashtag the road. Oh, dog. this is a double. Oh, okay. Listen. Oh, like trying to sneak one in. Well, I, you know, I hit, I gave him the welcome to the party, pal. Anyway, uh, you're right. Okay, but thank you. Good, you caught that. Okay, sorry. Like, if you're gonna double dip, you know, and it's your first time, let us know. You send it to both of us. Because... Like change, you know, 
change the name. Like make your Sorry, first name show. Lake or the last name Pruitt. <laughs> yeah, like, at least try to Lake fool Pruitt. us. At yeah, least try something. to fool us. No, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Blake is like Marcus. He just wants to make sure the picks got read right out and just sent a photo. That's fine. Like, thank you. Well, welcome to the show, Blake. Welcome to the show. Um, he, he is a first time regardless who he sent to. Uh, all right, I'll go through. I'll go through uh, Instagram real quickly here. Uh, Wes Scroggins, who I think is also in the chat, I believe as Wes S in the YouTube chat. Uh, Covington versus Poirier. Will Dustin actually take the fight? It's not a good fight for Dustin. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, Bryce Mitchell versus Calvin Cater. Mike should like that one. Mike, what did you what did you say? Do you like that one? I mean, if they made it, I I would watch the hell out of it. It'd be a fine fight. I, I think I just think with where this division is right now, I think Cater is kind of in play for for the title picture. Um, he, I mean, Cater might be a win away after that performance against Giga yeah. and everything he was facing and coming off that loss and just where this division stacks right now. Volkanovski's going to need some fresh matchups, and I feel like Cater is probably a win away from getting there. Uh, if they made it, great. I, I could definitely see the UFC trying to put that fight together. I could definitely see it happening. Um, that's kind of why I like the Emmett idea because it's, it's right there. I mean, it's if, like maybe a half a tier or one tier below where Cater and Ortega are right now, because I probably put those two guys side by side at this point. And then Emmett and Mitchell probably like right below that. But if they made it, I, I'd be, I'd be super intrigued by it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I would be intrigued by it as well. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I don't know if it's the, if it's what I would pick for Bryce Mitchell, but I understand why yeah, people are going that direction. Um, uh, Holland versus Demolidor again. Uh, and West Frights. This is the only option. All other entries are incorrect. This is the correct answer. Yeah, I thought I'd see more of this. Yeah, I like that. I, I thought I'd see more. Carlos Torres Buckley Cazeres. Uh, fun night of fights. Not a fan of Colby at all, but he really dominated Miles at all. Yeah, I, I agree. I can't stand the man uh, pers- as a personality or how he, how he markets himself. But boy, uh, I, I don't know if I'm the only one. I, I find uh, Colby Covington's fights really fun to watch. I don't know if you agree, Mike. And not just the Usman ones. Like I think like his style is really entertaining. I, I, he doesn't because of the shtick and because of that, I, I mean, I honestly think, I, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Mm-hmm. I really don't. And I, I think most people would still, I think most people will come out and say, love him or hate him. He's the second best welterweight on the planet. And that's a hundred percent fact, but I think his overall performances. And I think what he did last night, and you and I talked a little bit off air about this. Cause you had brought this up to me. I don't think Covington's getting enough credit for that performance. I mean, this was not, yeah. this was not, a crotch sniffing win. This was a pillar to post big brothering. Like, I mean, this was a beating. I, like I said at the beginning of the show, I scored a 50 43. I thought Colby got a 10 8 in the third and a 10 8 in the fifth. This fight was not, there was a moment, a brief moment where Covington just kind of maybe felt himself a little too much and he got cracked in the fourth round and things got a little hairy. But Covington recovers so well. It didn't take him that long to get back into what he was doing and then he stole all the momentum at the end of the round so this is a beating this is a beating this is an impressive performance i think this exceeded even most people's expectations heading into the fight i don't think i think people expected mazadal to i think people expected covington to win a dominant decision but i thought mazadal would be live throughout and he wasn't he wasn't live throughout this fight the End of the second round the momentum completely changed outside of that one punch he landed in the fourth this is all colby Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, and like I said, I, I, I really do not like the man at all. But separating how I feel about him with his performances, he's really, I think, one of my favorite welterweights to watch. Uh, his his fights are really extraordinary. Um, uh, Carlos Torres, uh, uh, Torres, Carlos Torres, Buck Gazzettis, uh, RDA versus Mike Chandler, another one. I, I'm kind of digging that. 
Uh, he's into Holland, D-Rod. I think a lot of people are going to be campaigning for that. Uh, Spivak versus Derek Lewis. If you're Spivak, you would love to get that fight because I do feel like he thinks he's he's a strong grappler. Um, and and yes, uh, Derek Lewis, you know, uh, has that that just just stand up <laughs> takedown defense and grappling defense. But if you're Spivak and get that fight, man, that's a that's a good one to try to get. I mean, you could also just get swanged and banged into oblivion, but definitely worth the risk. And uh, Carlos asks, so many religious uh, UFC fighters tonight. Yeah, we had a nice moment with uh, Barbosa and uh, Mitchell after, right? So many religious UFC fighters tonight. Has there ever been a satanic MMA fighter? <laughs> uh, Probably. Openly satanic. I mean, openly satanic. I don't know, but uh, it would not surprise me what some of these guys uh, and gals get up to in their spare time. So uh, thank you, Carlos. Uh, Matt Bradbury, always coming with a ton of good picks. I apologize, guys. I'm not going to be able to read all these this week. Um uh, you you mentioned this one, Mike, and I wanted to comment on it. Tim Elliott versus the Cop uh, Mudergy winner. I really need to see Tim Elliott and Cop fight. I just think that would be so much friggin' fun. I'd love to see it. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, you know, why. it would be. Fun. It could be ugly because it's kind of a weird like mix of styles, but I think it's a it's a mix of styles in a fun way. So I'd like to see that. Um, be t- I I just I just think I, I you know uh, Tim Elliott just makes. Brings the best slash worst out of everyone. So I'm, I'm really into it. Uh, a lot of ones we've already had. Jalen Turner versus Mike Davis. It's a banger. Yeah. Uh, he's with you, man. Spivak and Romanov. I mean, there might be no choice at this point. You got to give Rom- Romanov somebody. And you should give him someone who's winning. And uh, Spivak certainly certainly fits that bill. Um, thank you, Matt Badbury with me. Kevin Holland, Gunnar Nelson. Yes, I know. I think it's going to happen. This is this is a this is a prediction, not a uh, not a what could happen. Uh, Colby Tonson versus Dustin Poirier. Jorge Masvidal versus Jeff Neal? Nah. You know nah. that moves the needle from No. Does 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 Jorge Masvidal know who Jeff Neal is? I think it's <laughs> I think so. I think so. Could he pick Jeff Neal out of a out of a lineup of five UFC fighters? I think he knows who Jeff Neal is. Oh, <laughs> well, Matt says anyways. He says it ain't gonna happen. He just likes it. So hey Matt, hey, you never know. If that happens, there's your auto point. I don't think anyone else gonna suggest that. Uh and Mayhead's also coming in with a ton of suggestions. Covington, winner Bern Shemaev, rebook uh, RDA, Rafael Faziv. Uh, Nico Nagamarianu versus William Knights. Yeah, that could be a horrible, horrible, horrible fight, but I could also see them booking it. Uh, Turner versus Bahamondes. Oh, man. That would be a wild freaking fight. <laughs> I have them. No, like- no, no. I, I just, you can't do that. To, you, you can't do that to Bahamondes right now. It'd be a fight of giants. Mm. Oh, dude. I, mean, t- I have them pretty close together turn- in my rankings. I got to tell you, ranking for me, that, make, that makes a lot of sense. Even after Pahamande's lost his first fight? Uh, where do I have Turner? I have Turner. Turner's on four in a row, he right? Is, Three yeah, uh, yeah he is. But you'd be surprised how low I have Turner. Um, just because I need to, I need him to. This, this is why I didn't mind the Hawk Brass suggestion that you read earlier. I'm like, I'm like, I don't think, I don't think he is that far past Hawk Brass, if we're being honest. But yeah. I'm very, I'm very tight with my rankings. People know it takes a lot. I, the easiest way to move up to my rankings is beat someone ranked above you. And he just hasn't really had to do that yet. But I mean, if you're going just by results, I totally understand if you're throwing him in the top 20 already. He's amazing. Yeah. Impressive. I mean, it'd be a crazy fight, but I'd, I'd, I'd like to see that down the line. Uh, and Mayheads, I also liked, what's this one that's caught my eye here? Um, gosh, darn it. Uh, Klein versus winner of Jacuzzi versus Borshev. I don't mind that. Uh, anyway, oh, 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 Holland, Holland versus Magni Max Griffin winner. Magni would be tough. Mm, yeah, I don't like the Magni fight yeah, all that much. Matchup, tough if Magni wins, you could still do that. You could still do yeah, Griffin Holland. Bob Monday's lost to John McDessie, right? 
Bahamanda's loss to China in his first fight? Was that that was the debut, right? I think so. I'm pretty sure. I'll I'll, I'll make sure, but I'm pretty sure it was that. And it was a pretty. I mean, it was it was a big brothering. <laughs> being honest, uh, FFS zero eight zero seven says Jalen Turner versus Joel Alvarez. Turbin, who is the best lightweight that looks like a middleweight? Uh, Holland versus Domalador. Umar versus uh, Hauni Barcelos. We're hearing from our man, our man from Nepal, Suman Yanjan. Thank you. I haven't heard from this guy in a while. He gives, he gives us a, a namaste. It's only their second time. So uh, well, let me read out some of these. Uh, Colby versus Hamza Shamayev if he beats uh, Gilbert Burns. Mitchell versus Giga Jakadze. Good test for both fighters. Giga's groundwork will be tested, as does Bryce's stand-up. And then the winner of the fight uh, advances to the top of the division alongside Volk Holloway, Ortega, etc. Yeah, pretty simple, right? Uh, they're with me on RDA versus Dustin Poirier. Can't believe they haven't fought. Uh, so it'll be fun to see two legends fight. Yeah, that's my and that's my motivation behind it too. Uh, and they just say thank you and Mike for all the hard work. Keep me entertained, even in Nepal, up in the mountains. Shout outs, so big big shout outs. Um, Garrett Trammell uh, didn't send in picks, but they had a question. Uh, they had a question. Do we uh, not a, a, a statement? Excuse me. We need more point deductions. First fight should have been a draw. The Jacoby uh, um, Alexander fight. I don't wouldn't mind that at all. If we're going to penalize so heavily, though, I like the spirit of the rule mindset in the Elliot versus Ulanbeka fight. Illegal knee, but it was very close to legal. Arguable that the knee was racing off the ground. And by the way, when Elliot threw that, I don't think he cared whether it was legal or not. He just threw it <laughs> and got lucky. Uh, if points are easy to lose, that shouldn't be a point. The first fight egregious had an effect. Point, please. You could incorporate the stoppage button. Oh, I don't. I don't know about this. Have three main refs on the sidelines. If two of three say take a point, then it's a point. Oh, God, no. The ref in the ring can call stoppage or point any time, but I love this idea. Also, I think refs can handle having two buttons. I think this is fair. I uh, would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, no, that's too much. That's too- what if you drop What if you drop the handset? Like, what if it just falls out of his pocket and, like, it slams on the canvas with both buttons down? Like, well, that I, would have I, chaos. We can't I, have chaos. Well, I, I assumed he meant... Only the two on the side would have a button. The ref is just his normal self. You have two referees on the side with buttons. I think not. The referee does not have a in the cage that one. I will say, and I know you hate to hear this. You you know I hate to hear sentences. You hate to hear sentences that begin with this. But Jed Mishu had a very good argument against that. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Because if you institute things like that, MMA could catch up to other sports. Because the NBA, the NBA is really bad at this. And it wasn't in the 80s and it wasn't in the 90s. But once fouls started to be more prevalent, mm. now we're seeing guys, I mean, we're seeing Academy Award winning performances out there <laughs> from 15 miles away, a gust of wind blows, and we see LeBron James fly through the sky like he's freaking Superman, okay? We don't want that in MMA. We don't want that to happen, especially if you're being a little more, it's a tough thing in MMA because, again, with this pay structure, Wind show all that crap. If we're getting flat fees, maybe we don't see that. But with the wind show, and we have these buttons and all these different things, I mean, good grief. We could see guys diving. We could see guys taking dives, faking eye pokes, <laughs> faking groin shots, like all that stuff. You can go to replay all you want, but you could still get a stoppage in the action. Um, and the referee's decision, honestly, is final. Like once you make a decision, you can't go to replay. And we could be in, I mean, MMA could be a long night. Like some of these nights are really long, anyways. Sheesh, we we could be getting lots of stoppages, man. Like I don't mind to find a way to make it like centered somehow, but it's really tough to do. I don't mind it as much. Uh, I agree, you don't want to break the rhythm that much, but 
uh, I don't know. Rules rule for me. And if it helps people get it right, then I'm into it. Uh, let me put it this way. I'd rather just take be... points. Just take them. Sure, sure. Like on the first one. Like, But I'd but rather. When you do the, when you have the discussion in the back, when uh -huh. the referee goes to the two fighters and says, here's what we're doing. You just go out and you say, listen, if you poke him in the eye, I'm taking a point. You kick him in the nuts, you're taking a point. Like we're, no, bull, no bullshit. Like as soon as you do something, I'm taking a point. I'll say this. I I'm more in favor of more replay of more replay and more, you know, point scrutiny than I am of uh, open scoring. There, I said it. I said it. We don't listen, we don't have our usual goons here to make the case for open scoring. I don't want to open up that discussion and that's why I'm saying it cuz they're not here. I don't want to get into it. Uh shout out to New York Rick. He knows what I'm talking about. We don't we're, we're tired of this this chitter chatter. Uh all right. Uh that was the Instagram. Uh we got a couple of emails here. Uh Casey Carpenter is thanking us for the great coverage all week. Casey, thank you always for tuning in and sending nice emails. Casey always opens their emails with uh with a nice comment. Um uh jacoby versus uzdemir that's a big jump up i mean I, i'm not saying and he's experienced i'm not, I'm, not I'm, I'm saying rankings wise but i think that'd be a very competitive fight i want to see jacoby take some time off okay heal up like i mean it, it was even more impressive just knowing how how hurt jacoby was like he didn't kick at all i think he threw like i don't even know if he threw a single kick in that fight maybe one but I mean, that's half of Jacoby's game right there, and he won. He basically outboxed Mikhail Ogzechek and won the fight with without his major weapons. Yeah. So that's impressive, man. Jacoby's Jacoby's legit, legit. This is a great story, much like Julian Arosa. This is one of those under the radar stories that should be tough getting getting talked about more. Um, sure, if you want to throw him in there with Ozdemir, go for it. But I kind of don't want to. I don't want to stop that train. Like I like kind of like the progression they're going. Like I kind of like the Kutalaba rematch idea. Sure. I mean, it was a draw. I'd I'd like to see those guys fight again. Jacoby, uh, seven, seven or six fight. I think six fight on beaten streak in the UFC. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Rodriguez versus the winner of Andrade versus Lemosh. Uh, because Carla better get the title fight. I think we can have Carla get the title fight and not have Marina have to fight again. But I do. I would love to see her fight Lemosh at some point. Uh, and Jessica Andrade, frankly. But. Uh, uh, I don't know. If anything, if Lamosh beats uh, Antaraj in, I just pronounced her last name like three different ways, in impressive fashion, um, Lamosh really is putting herself in line for a title shot at some point. So, But it'd have to be impressive. It'd have to be impressive. Uh, I know people lost a lot of faith in her in that very narrow win over um, Angela Hill. Uh, I don't like this. Turner versus Alexander Hernandez. They're going in different directions. They're going in different directions. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let me jump ahead here for, for Casey's picks. Colby versus Connor. If Connor comes back and doesn't get his undeserved title shot, uh, but he will probably get the shot. I enjoyed the madness in the press conferences. Those two would give us complete madness going to the fight. Um, for my initial, for my official pick, I'll go with Gilbert Burns because win or lose next month, uh, Burns doesn't gain a title shot. Oh, boo, boo! No, your official pick should be Colby versus Connor. I like that one. I actually, and I actually thought that was a kind of a misstep for Colby. Like I, I like I, I did. I'm okay with the the Poirier fight if they make it because Poirier is a name, but. I think if Colby went out there and just blasted Connor, like there'd be a lot of buzz behind that. There would be, there would, I mean, love it or hate it. You might think it's a nightmare matchup for Connor and you're probably right about that. Um, and the, it, it would be a probably brutal build if we're being honest, but I mean, Colby's in this weird spot right now where he wants to get to that third fight. And if he goes out there and just bolts Connor, like it just dominates him and finishes him somehow and puts him away. I mean, Usman can't deny him at this point. Like, I know it's not a big boost in the meritocracy world, but I mean, you get a lot of buzz going out there and stopping Connor, man. Like, I, th I and I think Connor would be interested in that fight. I think Connor would be interested in it. 
So I kind of think, I kind of think he made a little misstep there, but I mean, it's not the end of the world, not the end of the world. Uh, Casey also says, uh, asked me uh, one last thing, please do your Dana White impression on more shows. Oh, you mean, uh, you mean this Dana White impression? Hey, uh, oh, it's, uh, hey, uh, hey, I'm Dana, I'm Dana White. Uh, hey, hey, uh, hey, you're, hey, you're a dummy. Hey, you're a dummy. Uh, Dana White. Take my weight, uh, please. Hey, uh, uh, oh, uh, you guys in the media, just no respect. Uh, no respect. You guys never give me any respect. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Rodney, Rodney Dana Field. <laughs> Rodney Dana Field. Um, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You know, uh, good. <laughs> listen, good. I like, I like Rodney. All right. <laughs> and uh zach left coming in spivak versus arlovsky i think we saw someone mention this before uh if not if not today on on the post-fight show um nico versus prackney is, is, is uh, martin pracknell still in the ufc sorry it's such a rude thing i think to say. so rda versus the loser of Oliveira gaethje uh i would love to see him fight justin gaethje someday i think it's just such a, such a fun matchup um so I'm into that. So Zach, I like the suggestion. Uh, Oliveira too. Oliveira too would be a great fight. But obviously, I'm guys. Everyone knows I'm leaning towards uh, the Bronx to defend and uh, someday, and then beat Makachev, and then someday bring uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov out of retirement. I'm not giving up on that. I'm not giving up on that. Uh, all right, we got a pretty long show already, so I'm gonna blow through some of these uh, no picks from Twitter. Thank you, the emailers. Thank you, the Instagrammers. Uh, Chris says Sasha Jacoby versus Don Jung. Thank you, Chris. Sam Hancock. Uh, I just don't see if there's anything new here. Uh, Holland versus Nico Price. Uh, Nico needs to get some wins, but I mean that was kind of that would be kind of a fun wild matchup, right? I mean it's popular. It's been a popular one. Sure, on show. sure. Uh, Timmy Osho, Jacoby versus. Oh, we mentioned uh, Jimmy Crew. Guys, Crew again is he's got pages these Instagram posts. Guys, he's uh, he's dealing with an injury. Jalen Turner versus Tiago Moises. That'd be interesting. That's that's an interesting clash of styles there. Yeah, I, I'm down. Uh, Miles Hutton, back for some matchmaking after another long night of fights in the UK, and I've got the energy to contribute. Miles, just uh, can't you just record these things and, and watch them in the morning? My goodness, that is uh, that is tough. Let's see, guys, this is why we do complain about staying up late because I don't know how you guys do it over in, uh, in Europe when you actually watch these things live. Just completely insane. Uh, RDA versus Fazeev, if needed. Mitchell versus Movsar Avloyev. Uh, I don't want to have to put these guys against you. That's a fight that'll happen someday, and it'd be a great one. We don't. We don't need to. to, to, to and Avloyev's uh, fighting. So he was not, did, did he? What, 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 what did he? What's his fight now? He's fighting Danny Gay. Oh, you mentioned that before. He's fighting Danny. Okay, right, that's a great. That's a big. Uh, that's that's a good move up from Toporia because again, I, I have Ige ranked pretty highly, right? So for in the top, my top ten. Uh, Jalen Turner versus Damir Ismagulov. That'd be a tough test. Another Nico versus uh, Jailton. Uh, Morose versus Barber. They don't mention the matchup, so I don't know if they think Barber's just going to win or it's win or lose. Uh, Umar versus John Castaneda. Sure. Okay. Man, Bantamweight is good. (laughs) Gosh darn it, Bantamweight is good. Um, Kevin Dwyer, Ludovic Klein versus Jonathan Pierce. Uh, They're with me with Elliot versus Alex Perez. Umar versus Cody Stamen. Uh, Cody needs other fights to sort of build himself back up. I I don't like using him as like a stepping stone for Umar. I think that's a uh, a bit rough. Uh, Kevin Holland versus Jeremiah Wells. Sure. And uh, Kevin writes, RDA is in a really bad position. Everyone above him is already booked. We're not going to fight him. I'm going to take a long shot. Say he gets the McGregor fight when Connor returns. Gosh, I would just love for the universe to just write itself and for us to finally see that. But uh, I think that is long, long, long past. Sean Haywood, Klein versus uh, Ricardo Hamos. Uh, Ricardo Hamos, is he fighting at Featherweight now? He is. He has been, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm not crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm getting him uh, mixed up with someone else. So uh, yeah, if if Klein 
can make featherweight. I know he probably does want to go back down, but he's had trouble making that weight in the past. So this fight was 155. He may just want to stay there. I don't know. But uh, sure, 145 is, is an option for him. Uh, Nego Mariani versus Alonzo Minifield. I like that a lot. Oh, no. Rodriguez versus Zhang Wei Li. Why? Why do this to either of them? Why? <laughs> it's a great fight. Just I, I, I'm, I'm not ready for that yet. I mean, yeah, I don't. It doesn't make sense. I mean, if if you're not if if Maria's gonna take a fight with anybody that's not for the title, Yoanis Yoanis the pick. It's not Zhang, um, but I think the UFC really wants to, to put uh, Zhang Wei Li Yoana two together. I, I have a, I have a feeling that's what we're gonna see when Yoana gets back in there. Um, Marina's got to fight for the belt next. And if for something happens and they can't put that fight together, sure, try to get Marina and Joanna. Joanna doesn't seem all that thrilled about it, but which is crazy because literally everybody wants to see that fight. That seems to be like the most consistent matchmaking is Marina versus Joanna. And it has been since even before the Mackenzie Dern win. So we'll see. Uh, Steven Brighter. Uh, I like what I'd say. Uh, Jalen Turner's a monster. Monster prospect. Step up against uh, Grant Dawson. Uh, he's, he's giving up on Dawson and uh, Diego Pajada happening. It's fine. Uh, Kevin Holland, enter Nico Price. So a lot of people want to see that one. Uh, at AO, it's dad, RDA versus McGregor. Feels like the perfect time. Bring this back six years later. We'd love to see RDA get this match slash opportunity. And if McGregor loses, he fights Masvidal after his rematch with Nate. So it doesn't really matter for McGregor. Um, really more of an opportunity for, for RDA. Uh, and Mitchell versus Giga, both very different. Equally impressive uh, victories over Barbosa. Uh, both their most impressive victories in the UFC. Sure. Uh, hashtag styles make fights. Yeah, I agree. It's an interesting one. Four Corner Sports NY. I know it's already chimed in in our YouTube show. Uh, here's some good ones. Yan Shaonan versus Amanda Hibas. Uh, what do we got? Edson Barbosa versus Dawadu. Was that booked before? Is that another one that's fallen through? Um, it sounds so... Or just maybe one that's been thrown yeah, out. Yeah, maybe. On the, but one maybe. that's been thrown out in our show a lot, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that's just a, a very popular ought-no pick. Um, yeah, I, I, again, we'd love to see that happen at some point. Uh, Spivak versus Pacaporta. Sure. Pacaporta <laughs> versus anybody is uh, is must-watch television. Although uh, I want to see... Pacaporta's got to fight Andre Alosky, though. That's the fight. <laughs> that, was, that was so beautiful. Music to my ears, Mike. That act, that uh, that Boston accent. Uh, Nico versus uh, Eeyore Poteria. Did you, did you even remember that he was supposed to fight Eeyore Poteria before uh, that fight fell through? No, I did not. I honestly, this week, I apologize to uh, to Portuguese. I did, I did not know that uh, he was supposed to make his UFC debut and was, was replaced by uh, Nzijuku. Brian Keller versus Bryce Mitchell in a rap freestyle contest. Uh, I'm, I'm going Keller. I'm going Keller. Chicken and waffles, by the way. <laughs> Umar Nurmagomedov versus uh, Miles Johns. I, I like that. I think that's another good test. Oh, mm, coming off a loss. No, I don't like it. How about this, Mike? We always talk about just keeping the Jim Miller train rolling to, uh, to UFC 300. Uh, Klein versus Jim Miller. No, I don't like it. <laughs> too many, too many UFC fights for Jim. Or, or too, it's either too many or not enough. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? You want you, another deb- got debuting guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's the train. You, you either fight like a contender series guy who's making his debut or you fight a ult- guy coming off the ultimate fighter, or you fight a guy with like 30 UFC fights or, or, I mean, basically it's like, that's the direction you either get the. The, the the last two guys you've been fighting, the Eric Gonzalez's of the world's making their debuts, or you get like Cerrone or Lozon, whoever comes out of that. Anything in between doesn't make any sense. Clearest values, uh, a lot of the same picks here. There again, they also thrown out Jalen Turner versus Hack Press. I really like that. Spivak versus the Docus Blades loser. Big step up, 
But again, he can only go up from here. Alex, I, I, I am just outside the top 15. So if he's going to fight someone higher than him, that might be one of his only options. And um, if, if Blades wins, it's not much of a step up, though. Like, it, like uh, Dacus uh, would uh, yeah, drop Dacus. to like the bottom end of the top 15, which is kind yeah. of where Spivak's at. Sure. So yeah, it'd be, if, if Blades wins. Yeah, that's true. That, that makes a lot of that, sense. But... I like that. So clears values. Thank you for that. Uh, at Fastbender, Jay Holland versus Randy Brown. Man, people really missed the Randy Brown and uh, Cass Williams announcement on Saturday. And uh, Marina versus uh, Joanna. Yeah, we all want to see Marina versus Joanna, except uh, Joanna. So yeah. So so if you miss it, just real quick, May 7th, UFC 274. They announced like seven fights made it official. Uh, the Golovic Teixeira, Yuri Prohashka fight, which actually looking at this card right now could have really, like this card really could have used that fight. Uh, it's Oliver Gaethje. Right now, the second fight down is Ovin St. Peru versus Shogun Hua 2. Uh, Rogero de Lima versus Ivanov. Cerrone Lozon. Randy Brown, Chaos Williams is a good fight. Uh, we reported some of these. Macy Chiesa versus Norma Dubon at 145. Bren Royval versus Matt Schnell. Francisco Trinaldo versus Danny Roberts. That's the card right now. Uh, it's going to need some help. Gonna a lot of veterans. A lot of veteran names. A lot of, a lot of vets, names. but it's going to need yeah, some help. Vets. Especially coming off of 273, which is just insane looking card right now uh at ufc mma Newsnet, spivak versus tabura they fought already i think and tabura beat him if i'm not mistaken so uh i mean you could run it back but i i don't know if uh yeah it's a couple of years ago now sure you can run it back you can run it. yeah you know what you know what i was gonna call that pick out i actually that's not crazy you could actually run that one back uh brayden o'neill uh throws out a bunch of picks i'll read their comment i don't think covington will get poirier or the adesanya whitaker fight so i think he'll be forced to fight either luke or muhammad yeah i hope so uh seems like the next two title shots are already claimed by edwards and burns shamayev winner yeah that's good logic i think i think that's that's about right uh marcus mcgay he calls this the custom-made camouflage edition of on to the next one uh holland versus means i actually like that i've given up on on lobbying for robbie <laughs> oh, only man. because means means like booked a fight with jeremiah wells that fell through so he's clearly i don't know is not lobbying for robbie so um i'm okay we're accepting means matchups again uh, okay turn- when did yes. when, when did dr alan grant turn into such a grump what did he like, see i haven't noticed it uh yeah he's turning, i don't know he's, 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 been, now, he's been grumpy he, all episodes yeah, he's just trolling you know he's just trolling yeah he's being he's a grump. <laughs> uh turner versus uh kutas latse klein versus steven peterson assuming he's going back to 145 i do think that would be his plan oh i like this nurmagomedov versus nate manis so let's go yeah let's God, so many good fights at 135 uh thank you marcus again apologies guys i can't go through all these we're approaching two hours in the show and i just want to i don't want us to go too too long uh liam perry always sending in a lot of great picks uh so my heart hurts for uh for alex Oliveira. i like him hate to see him in a four fight skid um he likes the Rodriguez call out for Holland a lot. Uh, initially went with Li Jingliang. Rodriguez, a much better fight. Um, and Olivera likely gets cut. But if not, the Matt Brown are Barbarina loser. I could see him not getting cut. And I could see him getting that fight. So I actually think that's a, that's a pretty smart pick. Um, yep. Mitchell versus Yair. I don't know if Yair wants that smoke right now. I like the fight. but I do like the fight. And I do still think that Mitchell has to do a lot more in the, uh, has a lot more to learn in the striking. So One more win. One more win, then you could do it. Uh, Toke Gerding Jensen, uh, Morose versus Mandy Baum, uh, Nurmagomedov versus Yanez. Again, that's a fight we all would love to see. Love to see that fight. Uh, another Tyson Nam mentioned for Tim Elliott. Um, there you go. There's Mitchell versus Evloyev, Ige winner, uh, Covington Poirier, and Mazadal's in No Man's Land's vision. We're down to fun when all fights. Let's have him do, uh, uh him and Wonderboy rematch. So, yeah, it's possible. Uh, just a few more here, guys. Hayes, the third. 
Holland, good win for Holland. I say give him one more test, uh, match him with Murano. Seems like Murano should be down for a fight soon, which would help if uh, Holland wants to get out there soon. Uh, Spivak versus the Shamil Pavlovich loser. We could get hashtag Sergey and Sergey. I agree. Uh, Nego Mariano, Ed Herman. I feel like that was booked for some reason, but it um, probably yeah. was. Ed Herman's probably been booked against every single <laughs> guy in this division and not, and not actually fought. Uh, Thomas Collins. Masvidal versus Leon Edwards. Yeah, like we said, we want to see that one at some point. Hear me out. Shamayev beats Burns. Dana will cancel Leon's teleshot in favor of Shamayev, which he's known to do. Leon will be without an opponent. Jorge, a good candidate given their previous beef. Not the fun I want, but it could uh, it could play out that way. Yeah, we have to see that at some point. Barry O'Reilly. Guys, I'm really sorry. I can't read some of these comments. You guys, I love I love the input, uh, and I, I'll hopefully get to respond to you directly on social media. Spivak Romanov. People are talking about it. Turner versus Dawson. Very popular. Uh, Negu Mariano versus Don Jung. Yes. Morose versus Melissa Gatto. I think Gatto has a fight, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I swear, I swear she got booked. Um, but keep my rolling. Memory keep is known rolling. To be, yeah, my memory it. is known to be fuzzy on these things. She does not. Um, for what, what did they say for the top of the card? Uh, RDA Conor McGregor. Yeah, I'm in that. Jorge Maswell, Tony Ferguson. Another one, another one that more than likely won't happen, but I think Tony would be wise to move up to 170. I think him versus Masvidal would be the people's main event of the year. Makes wow. sense for both fighters are in there. No, has no one mentioned that? That's a great. That's actually a great pick. That, I wish I'd see if I if I had organized these before. Barry O'Reilly, you would have gotten the last. I think the last read. Thank you, Barry. Uh, that might be. Warrior. That might actually be the correct answer. I like uh, Oren Sleepwalker RDA versus Oliver Gaethje loser. Moicano Brad Riddell would love to see him versus Bobby Green. Just doesn't seem fair to have one of them on a on a two loss streak. Okay, sure. Uh, Covington will get Poirier because reasons. Uh, Dustin Gedko, Tim Elliott versus Charles Energy Johnson. Oh, we're going, uh, we're going outside the UFC here. Bring this guy in, apparently. Johnson, Ella face down now, well overdue for UFC competition. No need to slow roll him with unknown, unranked. He also has a wonky, fun fighting stance. This matchup would be fun. Introduction for UFC fans. So, uh, tough. I mean, tough first UFC fight, but Dustin, maybe you're onto something. Maybe they just give Tim Elliott a fun fight and, uh, apparently a well known. Uh, LFL, LFA fight. I apologize for my uh, for not knowing, me, not being familiar. And uh, Nick Nagumarianu versus Johnny Walker. Reason for the matchup very obvious. Johnny's opponent. They'll give him opportunities to style on and get back on track. I'm not sure he can style on uh, on uh, Nagumarianu. To be honest with you, I don't think I don't think any I don't think anybody no. can style on and on Nagumarianu. <laughs> Did you see this? I mean, this guy just gets punched in the face for like a, he's a professional take punches in the face yeah. fighter. This dude <laughs> gets. Back hit a thousand times the even the alexa came remember the alexa kamer fight that dude got yeah. molly whopped all yes. night like he Joe got hit this. he got punched in the face 500 times by alexa kamer that was like the best alexa kamer performance of all time and nega mariano's just like all right uh <laughs> and he won the fight Lucas Lucas Shield back just asking for an auto point for Shevchenko Santos. I actually remember multiple people suggesting that, uh, even though it was too too too. Everybody much. take that fight. Yeah, so a shared point for everyone for uh, Shevchenko Santos. And uh, they just said, uh, they, uh, "You and Mike are hardcore for doing two shows so close together with so little sleep." Well, we're almost done here. So they go. Uh, last one here, yes. Cody Hartman. It's been a long time. Uh, Cody says Colby versus Dustin Masvidal, Wonder Boy. Ah, so there's some buzz behind this rematch. Rebook RDA Fazeev. Uh, Mitchell versus Burgos. Hear me out. Everyone from what I can see is paired up above Mitchell, and I want Giga versus Emmett. There really is no one above him other than Max available. Burgos, one of the most underappreciated fighters in this division. Bangers all day. Stylistic mismatch. Burgos, huge for the division. If Mitchell can handle him, oh boy. I didn't like that looking at it, but I think that's some pretty good logic there. I agree. And uh, Umar versus Stamen. Marina versus Joanna Spivak Arlovsky. So uh, <laughs> great card. Always a pleasure. Also, uh, F. 
Greg Hardy. I tried not to mention him as much as I can on the show, guys, but a lot of people express this kind of F Greg Hardy sentiment. And I just want you to know, if I, even though I didn't read it out, I support it. And uh, I last one, Mike, I got to shout out my, my old roommate, Mitch Sanderson. Uh, hanging out in uh, in Nova Scotia or PI, I'm not sure where he is now, but over there on the on the other side of Canada. Uh, a couple of honest suggestions: he wants Masvidal versus Luki Muhammad, loser. Holland versus uh, Nico Price. So uh, shout outs, love you, Mitch. Miss living with you, a former roommate of mine. But uh, that is it, guys. That is it. Wow. Hit us up. I know what a show we've got. Uh, holy moly! Sent- holy moly! Everyone, hit me up on Twitter at Alexander K. Lee on Instagram at Alexander K. K. Lee on uh, email Alex at SBNation.com. You go Twitter at Mike Heck underscore JR, Instagram M underscore Heck JR. Uh, that's it. UFC 272. We're not in the book yet because we're going to talk about it more. I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about it on the MA hour tomorrow. Uh, no idea who Ariel is going to have on. I have a couple of thoughts. Actually, I know there's like, I know one person for sure is going to be on it. Um, so stay tuned for that. And next week, we got more matchmaking to do because we got UFC Vegas 50. UFC Vegas 50. Headlined by Tiago Santos versus Magomed Ankalaev, Marlon Marais versus Song Yadong in the co-main event, Alex Caceres, Sodiq Yusuf, Khalil Roundtree, Carl Roberson, Drew Dober, Terrence McKinney, Bruno Silva versus Alex Pajeda. Wow, this card is sneaky good. I love that fight so much. Matthew I, I, I hate that someone has to lose, but what a great <laughs> fight. Matthew Semmelsberger versus AJ Fletcher. I believe he's making his debut. JJ Aldrich, Jillian Robertson stepping in. Trevin Jones, Javid Basharat. That's his debut. That's a great fight. Sabina Mazo, Miranda Maverick, Cody Brundage, Dolce Lagambula, Guido Canetti versus Chris Moutinho. Chris Moutinho is back. And Tafan and Chukwi versus Azamat Mirzakhanov. This is a this is the best fight night card of the year, is it not? Ooh. This is the best fight on night paper, card. On paper, yeah. On paper, this is this is really good. I do think. No, you know, I'm not going to bring in any negativity. Yes, this is a great card. I'll, I'll, well, we can, we have plenty of time to nitpick uh, later in the week, but I, yeah, I love it. And yeah, I, I, and a big shout outs again to Terrence McKinney for, uh, that's a high, that's a high risk fight. I mean, Drew Dober was ranked in the UFC uh, not too long ago. So uh, this is a step up. It's a very dangerous guy to fight on short notice, but hey, people are high on McKinney. If he gets this win, flying up these rankings faster than any of us could have, any one of us could have predicted. Indeed. So that is it. We are done. For AK, I am Mike Heck. Remember the golden rule of Otno. Don't take the stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We had fun with all of you, and we'll have more fun next week right here. And on to the next one, the podcast. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. See you later. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.